Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. I'm tired of you motherfuckers. Huh? It's Bernie Mac from the Bernie Mac Show. Yeah, it is. Ricky! I'm Lucy from the Lucy Wait. Show. Let me tell you what! I'm, I'm Chris Rock from Everybody Hates Chris. Al Borland, Home Improvement. I didn't do anything. I just showed my face. <laughs> ah! Uh, yeah. Ray Romano. Ah. Oh. ah. Kevin's gone. <laughs> Kevin's gone right, right <laughs> off like, the bat. This. It's like, I'm yeah. out. I'm yeah. out. Our guest has already left us. Um, so I'll wait for him to come back. But what a, uh, what a great troll job if he actually just fucking did. <laughs> yeah, I know. That'd be fantastic. Oh, He's like, no, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want you to be just naming self-titled uh, <laughs> TV shows. It's like my least favorite thing in television history <laughs> is when somebody drops a self-titled TV show. I just have to leave every fucking time. Yeah. You don't like I'm a quirky. Self- I'm Ellen from Ellen DeGeneres show. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Hello, I agree. (laughs) I don't know. I got gremlins going on up in this motherfucker. I don't know. A gremlins too. Sorry, (laughs) that's a callback. Yeah, they're call They're causing trouble. (laughs) Those motherfuckers. Uh, Yeah, there's so many self-titled TV shows now that I'm thinking about it. Like that's probably a draft all by itself. Is that something you don't like, or you you're saying you don't like it? Like if Dick Van, you don't like the fact that Dick Van Dyke has the Dick Van Dyke show, but I was saying Ka hated it because he he was like, nope, not for me. I'm done. I'm out of here. Oh, I see. I see. I would. I'm down for that draft. A self-titled TV. There's so many. There are. Holy shit, there's so many. All right, let's Seinfeld. do it. Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Marin. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lauren Michaels Night Live. <laughs> yeah. Lauren <Yeah>. Michaels. <laughs> oh, the Lauren big Michael show show. Michaels keeps your money five years after you're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But you can win Ben Stein's money to recoup. You know? Ooh, does that count? I guess yeah. that would Why not? count. Why right? not? Right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Man, yeah. so many. The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> nah, nobody's picking that one. Conan. The Late Show with David. Okay, this isn't the draft we're doing, so. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> We some birds flying high, but we ain't the crow. Ask K.A. to come on because he's a GoPro. You know that lone star who always says, Neato, motherfucker throws heat like Phil Necro. He's so nasty like a Shaq free throw. He's like, I'm a jingle god. We like, we know. He ain't a Lord of the Rings, but he gets a baggins like Frodo. 
He's always in fast forward, but he's smooth, so he's slow-mo. Drew's a wax star, jacking his joy to Kersey faster than Flojo. When we go out, he's Jackson in the club like Tito. Breeze be like, I got a feeling we ain't in Kansas, Toto. Drew be all out like Scrump in Chicago. We go around the world and come back quicker than a yo-yo. Andy be calling plays like Tony Romo, saying we should leave, get out, like that singer JoJo. Drew be like, I need some more of this awesome stuff they call Coco. Ice-T rolls up and says, why'd you sniff my wife's aspo? We sprint to the door because we ain't that loco. Drew passed out, so we throw him on our backs like Quasimodo. Do some ayahuasca with a hobo. We feeling all creative like our U2? Bono. So we get on a pod and record some shit at the Chateau. We groundbreaking like Hulk on a pogo. We so damn rare, you might as well call us Dodo. Oh, snap. Wow. That's great. I'm jacking my joint. That was the finest of all raps. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was beautiful, man. I always have to bring in something sexual with Drew. I don't know what it is, man. It took me back. It took me back. Yeah. Felt good. Felt good. Yeah. But if we're going back. Sexual being, what can you do? That's right. (laughs) We got to go back to the time that we drafted. Back in time. Made for TV. for TV with Kevin Aldridge, who's our guest today. We got that's so Raven, Mr. Raven himself, Kevin Aldridge. That's right. Pew. Look at this. Pew. That's right. so Kevin. That's right. It is. <laughs> and the man is a musical. Oh, man, I God. have a good Raven this week. You know, oh, oh, I'm excited. Can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so weird to, like, watch you. Oh, man. <laughs> I, can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. Um, but, yeah, we got to talking. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys how it came up when uh, we get to the album that I will pick. Um, but something popped in my head, and then I just kind of, like, randomly texted to our beautiful group that we have going with the four of us and uh, Some Alan other guy. Club uh, Holder. You know, um, and uh, yeah, and K.A. was running with it and was ready to draft 10 minutes after I mentioned it. So it was like, let's do the shit, you know. So we're doing groundbreaking albums, not necessarily best, uh, not necessarily. It could be influential, but it's groundbreaking. Yeah, not necessarily good. Uh, Well, for Drew, maybe, but like, (laughs) you know, it could it could be also. Maybe it's not to you because maybe it introduced a new sound and other people took something and ran with it. So we'll see where we go with this. I feel like we're going to be all over the board. I'm excited to hear, Kevin, your your thoughts on certain picks just because, you know, you're like a real, actual, true, like, badass musician. So God. To like. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be bad. This is going to be cool. And old. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So no. that means you know shit. Musicians don't get old, my friend. You know, That's right. just get more yeah. and more legendary. Mm-hmm. You're a word. They get original. <laughs> and they get dead. <laughs> That's well, true. That, they, that yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> well, then they live on forever, you know? <laughs> well, their career does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Their yep. music lives on forever. Oh, yeah. Yes. In 80 years, somebody will come across this little dusty disc that says Viper Sessions. What is this? gonna be the greatest thing they ever hear 
This is beautiful. <laughs> Man, they're going to be like, whoa. I would love is- to think that that's something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bury like, it. I'm going to bury it in my backyard. What is this thing? Does anybody know what this is? We should make a jabroni your time capsule. Somebody digs it up in like fucking three, the year 3000. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Will they we know can, how to play a CD though? We can put our drinking game in it. Yeah. We'll put everything. We'll put everything that we've ever done in there. All the weird yeah. shit. And people and, will be like, well, this is what people were like back then. Yeah. <laughs> uh. We'll have to buy a Walkman. It's the first thing people see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put a Walkman in there, like from the eighties, and like yeah. be like, "This was brand new in twenty twenty one, just to fuck with them." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is how we listen to podcasts. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> but this shit had anti. Subscribe. On they send you a tape in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. You can get they also wet, give them, yeah, the shitty headphones. Wet, the wet version. Yeah. <laughs> for the foams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I, so for the, I made a mixtape for Marty and Paul for their make, make us a mixtape uh, podcast, and I bought a shitty Walkman <laughs> and uh, the little foam headphones that came with it and sent it to them on a tape that I dumped, uh, that I duped. <laughs> oh, man. Bad. That is badass. Oh, man. They were... That's awesome. Oh man! It, awesome. Yeah, the tape. The tapes were new, but you wouldn't have known by listening to them on the playback. It was fucking brutal. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. What tape was it? Was it like Memorex? What are we doing here? What are we working with? It was. It wasn't even. It was like like bootleg stuff mm. tape, probably <laughs> like uh, you know, plain like white tape Memorex, but like Remember X. Or <laughs> Remember X. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Plain white tape with a couple. Uh, you forgot to take off the the wadded up little pieces of paper out of the top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You were jumping over couches because when it played on the space. radio, you had to press play and record at the same damn time. You also, oh, yeah. you also sent if a. If you uh, didn't, you're pissed halfway through. You know, God, you miss so it. Upset. Yeah. You also sent him a whole pack of number two pencils for all the time that eats the tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Kevin's there, just winding would, all like. Oh, that was a great idea. <laughs> uh, oh no! Holy shit! We wasted so much time, like winding up tapes that got like off the track. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you That's know, I, crazy. I don't you know remember. It's not a waste of time, though. Go into jabroniu.com. <laughs> there you go. You can find <laughs> all the great shows, such as Why Did We Ever Meet, Flow and Tell, New Jabroni Pro Wrestling, Grind Time Wrestling, Biff Radio, and Locals After Hours. And don't forget to find us on all the great social media things we do, like at the Draft Pod on Twitter, at the Draft Pod underscore official on Instagram, the Draft Pod. On Facebook and X Mr. Sparkle X because I'm the best. Okay. There you go. Yeah. You've reached WFJU. What the fuck, Jabroni <laughs> University? <laughs> the hottest uh, in entertainment. I like I liked uh, you on uh, Biff Radio this week, Drew. Oh, thank that you. was great. I'm actually wearing the shirt 
of one of my songs. I should have wore it while I recorded uh, with Ben. But this is uh, my Degrassi shirt. The zit, well, it was originally the Zit Remedy. And then they got, you know, they wanted to class it up and just call themselves the Zits. So <laughs> they dropped of the course. Remedy, threw an S on that there. Perfect sense. Threw an S on that bitch. What order we Turn got, that James? bitch sideways. <laughs> so here we go. Andy, you got first pick. Okay. Ooh. I don't know what I want. Quest, Fuckface, Kevin Aldridge, number two. Number two. James gets number three, and Drew, mm. you're rounding us out. Ooh. This is so tough. I actually don't want the first pick. Ah, uh, okay. All right. What if I take that one? Oh, man. Uh, I will be furious. No, I won't. No, I won't. Because I'm, I'm not even thinking about taking that one. Um, all right, James. Uh, oh, you, you want me to pop you? I guess, man. Are we doing? I, I, I don't know what to do. I guess we're doing nuclear just for the in the simple sense that that's what this is. Uh, I mean, I will say this. I think there's several artists. There's a handful of artists that have multi groundbreaking albums. Yeah. Uh, There's not many, but I think there's a. If we go nuclear, it kind of changes my list a little bit. Okay. Well, then we won't. Are we? We won't go. All right. All right. Or maybe Um, we are. I don't know. Does anybody want to go nuclear? If. if... Do you have the drop ready? Yeah. Oh, fuck man. it, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. It's so nuclear, we call it Jesus Christ. Shit that shit is so nuclear hard. as fuck. Boom. Oh, it was so fucking loud. <laughs> it really was. Uh, <laughs> well, now... Now that we have it as an official drop, I got to post that online. (laughs) That's right. All right. So I think I got to go here first off. Like uh, it's, it might not be the most influential to everybody or groundbreaking. However, I think, I think it's got to be taken and I'm a hip hop head. So I, I'm going to go with a hip hop album first. There's two ways I can go. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go NWA straight out of Compton. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. yeah, up until um, this time frame, everything was very like, you know, uh, cool, cool G. Like it was very much like that, 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 that. Which I fuck with heavy, but when this came out, it, it it kind of brought some realness of the streets into hip hop and kind of went more into, um, you know, the different struggles that, that come out of it as opposed to, you know, like one of my favorite dudes like Fresh Prince or, or somebody like that. So I think for, for this reason, um, NWA straight out of Compton has to be one of you know the most groundbreaking uh, hip hop albums certainly, but I would say albums just in general because man, it really did a lot to 
um, you know, fuck with the Karens and also like let people in to a, a side of the world that they didn't really know much about. So, um, yeah, this, this thing That's was freaking right. massive. So I'm going, I'm going straight out of Compton. Fucking A. Oh yeah. I agree on with my it. List. Dude, right. that, yeah, that was on my list too. And, uh, it was kind of like, I was old enough to, like, I didn't know I needed that album until I heard it. Like, yeah. I was watching the box. Cause I, I'll, I'll reference the box a lot. Cause I just <laughs> remember it so well. Like, like what the this this is the this is what about these guys you know and, and I was living in the suburbs a fucking small Texas town so getting getting that was like oh man this is it was like eye opening so yeah because yeah. there was no totally internet so yeah. you were seeing a whole different world that you didn't really know existed because it was like yeah. this and then Rodney King sure. happened and I would say this is like the first big thing where people were like what the fuck. And then the Rodney King happen- thing happened, obviously. And then it was a more visual kind of what the fuck. But this hit your ears. So it was kind of like, oh, my goodness, you know? So, yeah, this one, this one's big, I think. Hell, yeah, dude. Furthered the cause. Yeah, and absolutely. It, it, you know, got white kids in the suburbs, got it in their ears that, hey, other people are having a hard time, you know? Yeah. yeah. Fucking, hey, I like that. All and right. it's... Such a great compilation of artists together. So. Now I want to take my uh, da, ba, da, 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 ba, da, ba, da, off my list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I had me. this and a, I'm one of those. But I did too, and I, yeah. I kind of flip flopped on which one I wanted to take. But yeah. like, I think this one made a bigger impact. Maybe we should just forego oh, the timer for this episode, just because. I didn't even hear the timer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. We all just talked right over it. And also everyone wants to give their input on what they, what we're talking about. So I think, yeah, yeah. this time we'll just no timer and we'll call this the Kevin roll. Yeah. It'll be the Kevin (laughs) Uh, roll. (laughs) Oh, I can, I can, I can still give you, you, what do you, what do you go? All right. I can still give you the pop in the beginning. That way, you know, it's your turn and there we go. Then I'll turn it off. I, I'm going. It's the first one on my list too. I'm taking Beastie Boys Paul Paul's Boutique. Oh man, yeah. see I had that one because on there that record ah. cannot be made now. Yeah, yeah you're mean, right. It, there's there are articles about like you can't make that album now because it would have been so expensive. It was like right. kind of the last of the big samples era. Yeah. Yeah, and it got people got to see them in a way like, oh, these aren't. I think it was Russell Simmons had said, you know, these guys are talking about girls and beer because that's what they knew, and then they got big and things changed. So it started to, started to change the game for those. Yeah, and that record, like, I mean, no people hated that album when it came out. Yeah, which is wild because it it's like their best hip hop yeah. album, I would say. <laughs> Oh, it's such yeah. a yeah. It, was, yeah. it was such a far cry from the first one, though. Like, that's what it was. It was like, we just want the same thing. It's like, well, no, we're evolving. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah, it is. It's I, I know, like my brother, who's a way bigger hip hop head than me. I, that's his favorite Beastie Boys album, and it, it's it's fantastic. So, yeah, I, I even put uh, Paul's Boutique Beastie Boys slash use of sampling because sampling obviously yeah. is massive in hip-hop yeah. and paul's boutique was like 
turn that up a whole nother notch with Rick Rubin and shit. Like, mm -hmm. so I think while sampling can happen to like that degree, there's somebody else that can sample to that degree. It doesn't happen because Beastie Boys, I believe, are still kind of trying to pay for all of this stuff and getting all of these, you know, there's still like financial shit happening. Really? With this album. I believe so. Fucking A. And they, they got in a lot of trouble for the first record for the Led Zeppelin stuff. Hmm. So not trouble, but they had to pay. Which yeah. is funny because Led Zeppelin stole everything, but that's a whole other conversation. But still, <laughs> and I still, I mean, I still like them. And they're, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. big thieves. <laughs> so, hey, man. Oh, yeah. I was about to take Led Zeppelin number one. I guess Ed Sheeran's <laughs> like that, too. I didn't even know, but uh, apparently that's a big thing that I've heard. I had no idea that Ed Sheeran was a big uh, thievery as well. Really? Isn't that, isn't that yeah. one song? Yeah. Isn't that him that that one song is just that Tom Petty song? Yeah, I don't know. Like, but like, basically, this that dude wasn't that him. knows music was saying like, "Oh, it's not." He just steals like, uh, like melodies and like he steals like not samples, but like he steals like how the techniques of certain songs are done, and he just like does it to a T. But then he's got like his little English accent or whatever. So then it's like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's Ed Sheeran. Yeah. His own lyrics and his own accent. There's no, nothing okay about him. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I can't no remember way. the Tom Petty one through, but I know who you're talking about. And and Jeff Lynn's the one that sued him for that. Mm. Not sued him, but made him pay up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah so, I agree. This this was one I was uh, potentially going to take. So this is a awesome pick. Okay. Well, here we go. Now we're up to me. And uh, Drew kind of spoiled my first pick Damn anyway. It, I was planning on picking at number one anyway. And we got, See, into, a, was, we got uh, into a little pre-conversation before we even started recording where Drew said this is this guy's actual worst album of all time. But no in way. my opinion, this is like probably my favorite Kanye West album. And I'm going to go 808s and Heartbreaks. And also because... The reason I'm picking this number one is because I've had kind of a resurgence into new music lately, and especially hip-hop, like hip-hop-centric. So uh, all those guys that I'm listening to now were all inspired by this album. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like especially – I don't know. I just – I feel like uh, – I feel like what's happening in the hip hop world now is really intriguing to me. And I guess that's why I'm so interested in it. And the fact that it came from this, I loved this album too. So booyah. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely did too. I think, I think the thing with this is he did hit the 808s and obviously uh, the, the auto tune in a different way. And it was so different than anything, obviously that was coming out at that time frame and literally Drake See, took that's... from that little Wayne took from that. And then all these other younger guys started to take from the guys that took from this. So it's kind of like the coaching tree where maybe these artists have never had any sort of direct connection with Kanye, but they took from somebody who took from somebody who took from Kanye. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this is the last album 
that Rolling Stones did a uh, 40 groundbreaking albums uh, article. This is the last album that they did. So 2008 is the last album that they had in the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of, yeah. like whether you like it or not, that shows you yeah. how groundbreaking And this was their was. number one, I think, too. Or was it not in any order? No, it wasn't in any oh, order. Okay. But like this would have been pretty high, I imagine, yeah. for them. Because I think it's even harder to groundbreak as you get further along. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. 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 Because yeah. everything's been done at this point, you know? Yeah. Unless you hear, unless you guys hear that That's a Raven drop a little later. God damn. Talk <laughs> oh, about shit fucking... goes hard as fuck. Yeah. What's what? your take on this, K.A., before Drew completely rips it? I just... <laughs> I completely agree, and I just... The thing that's that really sticks out to me is when that album came out, I think is when he did SNL... And it was mm. like, oh, this is different. Oh, you, yeah. you get to hear way he did it live. And it was just slightly different enough. So I'm like, I got to go find out what the rest of this record, you know, what this record sounds like as a record instead of how he did it live. And it was just like, oh, this is going to be, and this, this is going to be something that people are stealing from forever. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. not, I don't mean that in a bad way. We're always doing that. You're, you're like, sometimes you have to t- turn your brain off when you're writing music because you don't want to steal too much from the things that you've listened to. So a lot of times I'll just like, I won't even listen to like rock and roll at all because I don't want to steal things on accident. Right. Right. But yeah, this one definitely had that, that info and not just like in hip hop. I mean, in everything Yeah, there, yeah, that rock and roll changed a lot in the last 10 years. And I think this has something to do with that. Maybe not unintentionally, but I think it definitely happened. Yeah. It makes sense. Just the fact that he was singing on this and doing such different stuff and the the use of synths and everything, you know, you can, you mm-hmm. can translate all that to mm-hmm. rock. So there's a, and this is where I think before drew goes kind of in his thing, this is where I think, <laughs> People like you guys Drew. are building it up like I I, I don't have Drew's a lot just to say. About say it, but I don't okay, like well, it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but he really helped usher in the people that technically can't sing for oh, yeah. a lot of these guys to sing. Like future. And what we found out yeah. is even though people, you know, sometimes might have what would be considered a bad singing voice, sometimes it actually sounds good as shit. Like J. Cole, Mac Miller, like a lot of these these kind of different guys that don't have like like a Whitney Houston voice or like a like a you know Michael Blue voice or whatever shit like that. Like these people can't technically sing, but they know they know how to find the rhythm in it. And then also you add the right amount of auto tune, and it sounds so unique because their voice is very unique. So just want to say that. Do your thing, Drew. The world has been built for you. <laughs> down. Well, see, I I remember when it came out, and I felt the exact opposite. I felt like it was like Auto Tune had already been played out to death, and then he puts out an entire album of Auto Tune. It's like Jesus, how much more do we have to hear from this shit? And then it was like another fifteen years, we're still hearing it. But like, 
Like, that's the way I feel. And like, oh, yeah, auto tune's been around forever. It's like, you know, even some of the greatest artists of all time have been, you know, because they they get a little pitchy and that little thing brings it back down a little bit. Like, it's just a thing in the studio. But when, you know, it's <clears throat> and to me, yeah. it's I mean, going back to shit like I don't know, it might get mentioned, but I won't even say it. But there's a big band out there that was doing this in the 90s, like that he ended up sampling in his album before oh yeah yeah no so yeah yeah so like it to me it just kind of reminds me of that and like i said you know there were the uh um was it ti or one of the or one of the t's that were huge into that uh pain t-pain okay definitely not ti i I was i always get them confused because they're both t's (laughs) so they're both uh, southern too yeah so i would like like to me it was just to me it wasn't and then like three months later it puts out that album or that song with with uh jay-z death the auto tune and then it's like you just you just made a fucking billion dollars off of it and now you're saying like yeah it's over well jay-z only rapped on that like kanye didn't rap on that one but he was part of that song might maybe production wise but i i thought that was uh i thought he was like featuring produced it yeah that was uh because that was on the uh the jay-z album that, the blueprint uh, three blueprint blueprint three yeah yeah um so yeah he's not i played yeah. the shit out of it. that's one of my most played albums yeah weirdly but yeah so he didn't rap on that he might have produced it though yeah because i i could have yeah. swore i remember seeing it was like featuring maybe not though some people uh, it's just... been a long time since i've heard that song <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it was this i don't know to me it was like at that point it was it was and then like <laughs> Like what really did it in for me too is South Park's Gay Fish when they put that out and I was like, yeah, that album is <laughs> like that song is like it sounds exactly like it and it's like the fact that like Trey nailed it is like over with me. No, <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't uh, agree, but that's the thing is like, yeah. hey, music's very you yeah. know. Yeah, and like I said, like I, I was talking to my brother about it. Earlier, like, since we're going nuclear, I can bring it up, right? Like, so yeah, like, this this is what hurts is we're going nuclear. He's one of the artists that could probably be listed three times. Yeah, my like my my dark and twisted fantasy or whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. that one to me is way better than this album. Well, that's you getting in with the production. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, for sure. It's it's a different style, and then obviously Jesus yeah. is a whole different fucking thing. Yeah. Um. And for me, College Dropout was groundbreaking because it brought the whole backpack rap to the front scene. Um. Mm-hmm. And I was into a lot of that stuff, and he just took it to the next level. Um. With with what he did, so he's got arguably three to four different groundbreaking albums, but this mm-hmm. is probably the most groundbreaking. Yeah. Because of the influences, it, it is still happening today. And again, Rolling Stones calling it one of their 40 and it literally being the last groundbreaking album they have is pretty wild. Yeah. So fucking a great pick. Thank you. Yeah. Good pick. Jim. Yeah. All right. Wait, I'll mark that off on bingo. Whoops. <laughs> All right, Drew, you're up. Oh, man. This pick's already garbage. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's why I like <laughs> I can't pick something because I'm like, well, they're gonna just fucking tear it down if it's no, no. Um, that. And I really wasn't paying attention. Um, 
here we go again with the silence but uh you know what give me maybe probably the other one that andy was looking at and give me the chronic oh shit it's i i had that that sucks that you guys literally took literally four of my 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 top like 10 to 12 (laughs) for sure uh yeah that's not the other one i was thinking actually Uh, but like that was right there because g-funk era all that like yeah it changed that way that west coast sound like came in and changed it for for the better for sure so just that it's frustrating incorporating a lot of that 70s fucking style was so so nice to it so yeah that's the thing is people don't realize i guess is they think that you know the california west coast the g-funk all that kind of stuff is kind of a certain thing but it's actually like based off of like funk you know Yeah, and yeah. then it's just it's played with a little bit, you know. Yeah. I'd, I'd hate to do this. I'd hate to bring this up, and I'd hate to say this out loud. And uh, but I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, do it for the sanctity of the draft. Uh, Doctor Dre is the chronic, and NWA has been picked, and Doctor Dre is in NWA. Does that count or no? No, no, no. because sure? it's a group versus a solo. You sure? Because Dr. Dre yeah. has just been nuclearized at NWA. Well, no, NWA has been nuclearized, well, so you can't use... So who's in NWA? Shout them out. Shout out the names. Is he easy? No, I, don't, I don't need to. There's like, easy. We all know. Like, I'm just saying. There's, like, uh, who else? This is Dr. I, Dre. I would say is Dre I, should is Ice Cube? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, to me... Kevin, I don't know if you want to weigh in here well, or if you. If we'll you, let Kevin you. be the. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say he counts. Okay. Because oh, it's a it. different artist. It's hey. like. Because he's. It would be like if. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, like Puff like Daddy's solo album. Like because he was with Kanye. And Kanye got picked already? Like, watch the throne? So we can't pick Jay-Z It's now? just a different group. Right, you can't pick Jay-Z now. No, that's, yeah, it, that's not accurate. <laughs> I just think because it's no. a different group. It's listed differently, you know? it's uh, If you're going to the records, virtual or not. Yeah. But if Dr. I did... Dre is not lumped in under the NWA card, so that's that's how I would do it. If I did pick watch the throne, though, which is Jay-Z and Kanye... Well, you can't pick that one. But well, you can't now because I've picked Kanye. But what if I had picked it? Then Jay Z would be off the table because it's Jay Z and Kanye, right? <laughs> I mean, Damn it. Ooh, we're getting real. Well, here's the thing: there's yeah. solo artists that came together for a compilation yeah, album, but they, they got a, a nuclear bomb dropped on them after that pick. What would something like that sound like? I don't even <laughs> know. Something like this. Well, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to say it's so nuclear, we call it. Nuclear. It's really shaking. It's shaking <laughs> the whole room. Uh, I love it. Um, uh, okay, so Drew's got to take a different thing. No, then? no, he doesn't. Because you guys all agreed. Okay. I was just making, I was just keeping going, making my all case. Right, I got but you, I got you. 
you know, sanctity of the draft, I had to bring it up as the commissioner, as a self-declared commissioner of the draft pod. You know. Okay, you were <laughs> obviously of age to understand everything that's going on at this time. Like, I was 10 listening to the shit thinking like, oh, man, this just like this slaps, but not really understanding shit about it. When you heard the chronic, was what, like, what was your feeling like when you first heard it when you were, you know, a uh, thirty-year-old man? When you were when you were eleven. <laughs> uh. Okay, so when I first heard it, I didn't really like it. It took it took a little time on me, but yeah. I eventually got to where I loved it. But I didn't. It didn't immediately grab me. Yeah, but was it because it was again, so different than I, I was, say like NWA? I don't, I, yeah, cause I was, I was a big, I mean, you know, like ice cubes, the greatest to me, but, yeah. um, that could have been I, part I of it too. That. So yeah. yeah. Like you like a the little fake, bit harder. The fake beef. Yeah. 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 I hated Biggie for a long yeah. time because uh, of Tupac. Same. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I might've been the same I think way, I had something way. to do with it, but it, I came around on it. Yeah. It's just when when you hear that like that really like blows oh, me up. Man. When I hear that oh. shit, I'm like, oh shit, it is on as fuck right now. <laughs> I get so wet. <laughs> I think I think I went through a phase where I I thought that I had to I could only like music that didn't make me happy. So, <laughs> yeah, hey, that makes, we've all gone. If through that makes it. any sense. Yeah. Like I, I totally get that. Get that. Yeah. yeah, I get that. All right, what do you got, Drew? Number two. <clears throat> All right. Trying to pick one that never had a side project. Um, you know what's funny is I just had it and I fucking lost it. Um, the funny oh, thing is, I I'm feel gonna... like if I would have gone number four, I would have had a chance, but like it didn't start. It started hip hop as opposed to starting rock. So I feel like like it kind of went that route versus mm-hmm. like the rock. If like it would have started rock, I think it would have went a different route. Yeah. Well, we'll get back into it. You know, it's, it's this all, is, this is, a, yeah. this is a toughie. Cause I, I feel like Kevin's such a wild card. Um, yeah. So give me thriller. Oh, Ow! fuck. Damn it. Fuck you. That's my second pick. Oh, uh, are you stealing it? I don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I thought man. I thought that was like no, that's my second pick. I thought that was a statement. I'm so upset right now, this dude. Is... This thing changed the game as far as like, I mean, for one, videos. I was about to say yeah, like from this a music put, video standpoint, yeah. Yeah. like this, like this legitimized music videos. Like mm-hmm. they were just like fucking rock, you know. They were just like concert footage or, you know, I mean, I guess they had them like, you know, the take on me was a video, but this thing took it to another level. Yeah. And it's still like a lot of them, the biggest selling records of all time, uh, you know, are still rock records. Michael Jackson's is like the top, you know, and it's because it, it brought together all like people like you know white people black people people into pop music people into like soul music people yeah. into rock like it literally was one of those things where everybody 
Like you could disagree on the shit you were listening to, but mm. everybody came together and was listening to this. Yeah, absolutely. Just from the from the. Uh, fr- uh, this is my. What do you say? This is your what? Is what's that? Say that again. Oh, I, I, James, you were talking. Sorry, I didn't know. Oh, you're good. You, there? Ahead. you guys are. Yeah. Okay. Kinda. Um, that album was so big. That record was so big. We had three copies of it in my house. <laughs> oh wow! So <laughs> I had a tape. My brother had a tape, and we had uh, the we had the the vinyl for the like the family room. So yeah, yeah. yeah that shit was. <laughs> jamming all the time at that's our a house. good point man that's three a good copies point. yeah if I, you if you and you know a family member both like the same shit and wanted to be listening to it at the same time um but you couldn't play it out loud because maybe the parents are doing something else or whatever like you had to buy multiple albums yeah yeah otherwise you had to wait your turn i re- like dude yeah we weren't yeah. doing that shit exactly what you said too andy <laughs> like like everybody had this album yeah even my fucking parents had this album and like i wasn't listening to music back then like when this album came out when it, when was it like 86 82 82 i was 84. fucking 84 so i was two years old when this album came out uh and does anybody have the actual date? It's eighty two. Okay. Is it eighty two? So I was I was born I was Yeah. I was coming out of my mom's vagina listening to beat it. You know? I was trying I was beating it up, you know, trying to get out of there. And uh <laughs> and I'll tell you, like, I remember having... Maybe you were conceived of this album. Uh, Maybe your dad was beaten. Well, if it came out in 82, I was actually born in 82. But it was in August, oh, yeah. so... Maybe he was yeah, beating it, and she just slid by naked in, like, a rolling chair, and then, like, caught it. And, like, you weren't even born from sex. <laughs> you were born from a well-placed fucking shot. <laughs> Uh, I like it. That's a good. That's a better origin story than what I have. So I'll take it. But you I talk just about immaculate conception. Oh man, I just I looked at the release date on this. It was a day after my birthday. Oh my god! It came out. Oh, man. Holy shit! Happy birthday. <laughs> that's not what he was saying. <laughs> but. I'll tell you, uh, the fact that my parents had this album and then I grew up listening to this album, this was, this was the first music I ever heard. Like literally it came out in 82. So this shit was playing on the record player when I got to the house first time guaranteed. And and I know that my, my sister, who was five years older than me. So she would have been five at the time listening to Michael Jackson, probably jumping all over the place. And she had a Michael Jackson doll, like a Barbie doll. So, is this, oh, wow. is this the hypothetical sister? Exactly you know, the one that yeah, I, the one that someone hypothetically kicked her fender in when she wouldn't take them to the mall. Yes. But yeah, I don't know. It's Universal, dude. Yeah, that's a big. That's a good pick. I think it was yeah. Capital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck you it's back to me 
All right. Yeah, this one's so upsetting, man. Damn. So that took away uh, some of my stuff here. So now I got to take away some of your stuff. Yep. No Tito Jackson album now. Um, Shit, man. I think next I'm going to take Nirvana. Never mind. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I think we're doing a bang up job right now. Yeah, dude. I mean, like this, uh, without this album, uh, like I know for a fact, I'm a big Weezer fan. And I know for a fact that Weezer is a huge Nirvana fan. And they even shout out in a song, their origin story, talking about the Nirvana album with the baby on it. It was naked on it. You know what I mean? So, I know personally a band that I love is influenced by this band. Yeah. And I, I also am a fan of Nirvana. I wasn't though when I was young because I was, what was it? Was it too like grungy? Yeah. Cause I was a little prissy little shithead when I was a kid. Yeah. Because it was I almost was like, it wasn't cleaned enough. Yeah. I was sheltered. You know yeah. I was sheltered and I was, a, I was, a, I don't like to say pussy. I was a wiener. That was a stupid little fucking wiener. Ah, uh, you know, fair. yeah, yeah. I did this, so I did the whole Spaceball Star Wars thing with this album, right? Like, you know how I always say Spaceballs is the the best Star Wars movie. So, like, the yeah, I was Al. like that Weird Al album is the better album. <laughs> I eventually oh, yes. got it, yeah, because because he was like reaching, yeah, so. I I uh I eventually kind of got into this album and even did like uh like at one of those booths in Orlando. Yeah. Uh we sang uh one of the Nirvana songs um uh Smells Like Teen Spirit in one of those booths. So yeah, like, I think I remember that. Yeah, for me being like a pretty big hip hop uh R&B boy band kind of guy and like fucking with this album is like all right, yeah, this album definitely did some shit. Yeah. I think I think that I was so sheltered as a kid that I couldn't relate to this album, and but then as I got older and realized what the world is, then I could listen to this album and be like, "Oh, that's what they mean." Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sometimes you just don't hear the thing until you're ready to hear the thing. Also, I hated fucking mosquitoes, man. True. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. I was a I was I was a Nirvana fan. It was the Kurt Cobain fans that I disliked, though. That's fair. Yeah. The uh, oh, he's a poet. Those kids. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, talked I about them. Yeah, I talked about on the podcast before. There was a girl in sixth grade when Kurt Cobain died. That literally cried from day one of sixth grade to the last day of sixth grade about was crying about Kurt Cobain the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't understand it, and then Tupac died, and I was like, I get it. You cried like, about yeah, Tupac was, for a whole girls, year. There was like people wearing Kurt Cobain shirts like every fucking day to school. Yeah. Yeah. Like every day. Yeah, wear the shirt, but don't like this girl I'm telling you was in class going, Kurt is dead and crying about Kurt yeah. Cobain being dead. 
I, at some point, you got to realize you didn't fucking know Kurt Cobain. Right. And uh, stop walking around like Dario <laughs> and pick your head up. Yeah. You, know? you probably didn't want to know Kurt Cobain either. I bet That's you. Right. Uh, I bet you hanging out with Kurt Cobain would have changed your opinion of Kurt Cobain. <laughs> or your own life. Yeah. 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 You might have ended up like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> have you. Uh, <laughs> Have you followed up on this girl? Did she end up like him? I don't know. No, I haven't followed up. (laughs) Look her up. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, I I need you to do a little bit of Facebook stalking while everybody else is picking. I I, I can't even think of what her name is, but I could look through my yearbook and find her probably pretty quick. So maybe I'll try to do some research and figure it out. I've been watching a lot of Lois and Clark, so I know a lot about investigative reporting these days. all right kevin you're back yeah that that record that that record uh i remember the first time i heard it i remember where i was driving i remember everything about that day like this is wow was again like this is different this is about to change some shit at least for me it was yeah yeah. i didn't think it would change you know the industry but it killed, you know, it killed a lot of bad shit off that the radio was playing. It like yeah. killed glamour. And then ushered it? in bands like fucking Bush and shit like that. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That right. and that and uh, I got a machine head. Shouldn't be saying that. Never mind. But, <laughs> uh, is okay. it my pick anyway? Yeah, it is your pick right now. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I'll, I'll just go ahead and book in this. I'm going. Uh, Guns and Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Oh, was, okay. they, these are the bookends of. Yeah, they started. They started the end of the glam rock, and then Guns and Ro- uh, then the Nirvana really just shut the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, Appetite Man, that record. I have a I have a rule, or no, it's not really a rule, but I have a thing that I like to say to people that if they don't like that album, I don't know if we can be friends. <laughs> so. <laughs> I just think it's such a great rock and roll. Record. Oh, it's so And I mean, good. I mean that in like, if you like rock and roll and you don't like that album, man, it's like, like it is a front to back kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, that, that's funny because yeah, you don't want rock and roll, man. <laughs> we, um, I don't, I think we were talking about it off bike, but I was talking to my brother about like the best track once. And he specifically mentioned welcome to the jungle. I love that. Cause he's talking about like, he's like, you know, you could take the the track ones two different ways because there's one that's like it's the it's the trendsetter for the album. So like so there's there's songs that are like really good yep. songs that just happen to be track one on an album. But there's also songs like Welcome to the Jungle where it's like, hey motherfucker, this is what you're getting for the next ten songs. So you better be on the fucking train right now. Buckle up, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a, it's an incredible train, fucking album. As it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah the night train. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah the, the thing with, like, number one, like, first tracks, like you're saying, like, that was your what's up. Mm-hmm. And then, then you have the other ones, like, sometimes I like a slow burn first track. Yeah. Like, um, like the Cult's Sonic Temple record that kind of sl- burns in. But, yeah, this one, just, it's a fucking ass kicker all the way through. Yeah. Yeah, you got Welcome man. to the Jungle, they Paradise just not City. Pussies, man. Yeah, sweet child of mine. <laughs> like, Fucking. and Slash is like the one of the coolest motherfuckers that ever walked the earth. Like, 
we talked about that like maybe doing like a cool cool shit draft or whatever like i was like just you see it and you're just like that's the coolest fucking thing i've ever seen <laughs> what is it does slash ever talk I, like is he cool is he cool i like, know if, he, i don't oh. know if we've talked yeah oh, okay yeah he's he's really cool i did a tour with him i don't know if we, we i know we've talked about it a little bit he's really into but, dinosaurs uh, I, I did get to do like a week and a half with him that's badass yeah he's wow. real into dinosaurs man. is he really but he is yeah. super yes. nice man and okay. it's a great it's the best handshake i've ever oh my god he's got the greatest handshake of all time <laughs> really that's fucking is he, awesome. he's, he's like, he immediately he's going for like super a... nice it's unbelievable <laughs> hell yeah well fucking yeah. Yeah. he's like it's one of those handshakes like, like you think you're like you're just in the middle of a handshake and you don't even know it. You're like, how do I know this? It's just the power <laughs> of Slash. I know what he's going to do. It's like, exactly what it, <laughs> he can set your fucking man. That's awesome. It's yeah. a, it's unbelievable. He's a little guy too. He's not very tall, but he's super nice. But and, then he puts uh, the hat on. That and six feet. His crew is really cool. I mean, they just like, man, he just is a, he's just like a dude, you know, he's yeah. just a dude. Yeah. He just wants to hang out, and Hell I yeah. mean, he wouldn't. I met him like over, like it was like twenty years ago. He's like, "Yeah, when you guys come to LA, come out to my house, blah, you know, in this one part of town where <laughs> we can like race cars and like, you know, we'll Crazy. do whatever." Like, I, okay, I don't know what's <laughs> going on here right now. <laughs> oh my god! When we get was, done with this, super cool. Man. When we get done yeah. with this podcast, Kevin, we're calling Slash, <laughs> and we're all gonna go to his fucking compound in LA. Yeah, I also feel like Slash is the type of guy who would be like, "Oh yeah, I met you in Texas." Like, <laughs> yeah, like he would totally remember Kevin. Like, <laughs> I think I met. It was like twenty years ago, right? <laughs> I met him in Memphis. Yeah. Oh Memphis! Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh man, that's. Uh, I met him. I, was I met him in Memphis. Memphis. We did like, played in yeah. Miami. Did a show in Miami. A show in Tallahassee. Orlando. Carol, some Charlotte, <laughs> some other show. Anyway, he was just so cool, man. The That's whole crazy, crew, man. and he had like a um, couple of guys from Guns N' Roses were in the band. It was a Snake Pit thing, but mm. yeah, they're really cool. Um, That's fucking awesome. And he's exactly as as advertised. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! Fucking a! There, you heard it here, everybody. Slash is <laughs> fucking badass. All right, That's right. Yeah, man. Hey, he's, he's in cool. every single internet site that you type in yeah that's it's right. the coolest dude ever you know? <laughs> yeah think Damn. about it i, I mean thought <laughs> <laughs> all right um thought it <laughs> i am actually gonna go back in time further than anyone so oh far. snap so i didn't see this happening but um here we are, you know, mm-hmm. y'all motherfuckers can go back to like the year 1900, the first album dropped or whatever. Oh, but shit. I am going to the year that Michael Jordan was born. 1963. Oh, OK. That's right. You I'm, know what happened? What's I'm going safe. on? <laughs> well, Jordan was born, but also this album dropped. And it's still felt to this day uh, from performers, um, just from how to get buzz, I guess, if you will, because uh, this dude was not getting uh, radio play. So he apparently funded this whole thing. 
And uh, as soon as the album dropped, shit just went nuts. And he's one of the greatest performers of all time. So I'm going James Brown live mm. at the Apollo. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. So cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, like, yeah, I mean, he's one of the hardest working dudes that right. They call him the hardest working man in show business. Right. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, like had like, funk music, uh, soul, blues, rock and roll. It like merged all these different things. And it was just like, um, pure chaos, I guess, if you will, like what I imagine all the records that were coming out at that time. And then all of a sudden this drops, it's gotta be like just ear shattering for some people, like where they're like, this is the particular set. Like I listen to oldies in my car, in like the station wagon for a long period of time in my childhood. I know what the music was. This was like so much harder. This is like hardcore metal to the shit that was playing on the radios back then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so okay. yeah, I can only imagine what this was like hearing it for the first time. James Brown is fucking. The, oh, it's ahead. like the, Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, I was just gonna say when when you when you hear that there's a phrase I don't know if a friend of mine used to say this all the time, but he's like rock and roll dangerous, and that's what James Brown sounded like because mm. yeah. he was in full control, but you never knew that. Like he had the players, he had the act, and yeah. it always sounded like, man, this thing's gonna go off the rails any second. I'm kind of here for that. And it never does. That's the cool thing about like what rock and roll is. And he is rock and roll. Like, like yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's about containing the thunder, you know? He's like, yeah. Anderson Puck oh, meets, uh, meets Bruno Mars meets, uh, like Dave Grohl meets, uh, I don't know who's like just super hype. So he's like all of these different type of artists, all in one, which is crazy. There's not really anybody that's kind of doing what he was doing nowadays, is there? I no. can't think of anybody that's and there doing wasn't anything like that. Doing that no. then either. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. The only guy that has anything close to him is Mick Jagger. Okay. That's yeah, it. Yeah. I wonder why. But it's different because he's not the band leader. Right. I wonder why we don't really have those high energy stage presences anymore. I mean, you don't see that very often at all mm. anymore. That's, and that's why I kind of mentioned Cobain killed the Bruno. Yeah, killed it, man. But, oh yeah, I guess you're right. Now you just stand at the mic with your long droopy hair, and you're like, "Smells like Teen Spirit," stuff like that. Whatever. You know? I used to be so emo. Now I in, want to in bloom. Yeah, like or that, whatever yeah. he says, stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Well, shit, yeah. Andy. Why did follow? So yeah, that's good. Yeah, I went back to the black and white era. How about me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, Andy, our, our man. That's a great pick. Thank you. So old. Is it? Is it mine? Uh, Andy's got one more. It's me again. It's me oh, again. you got one more? Yep. Or don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's me again, Margaret. <laughs> what I'm going to pick. 
Andy, I did not know you do that. <laughs> yeah, man. Big Ray Stevens guy over here. Fuck yes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, used to call him the streak. Boogie that, boogie that, boogie that. Fast man. Look at that, look at that. <laughs> oh, man. Love me. The some day Ray the Stevens. squirrel went berserk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> man, I need to pick that album. Wow, bro. Uh, like, this is crazy to me that you do Ray Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, greatest country artist of all time right there uh, yeah <laughs> nobody better Plus, nope. yeah <laughs> alright I'll take my next pick It'd be funny if he uh, takes a country artist Garth Brooks <laughs> I'm gonna go alright I'm gonna go this direction I think it's the right way to go uh, this was another thing that brought the singing rapping combo because people thought that they could only sing. People thought that they could only rap like on albums and shit like that. And um, while I want to take the other one because it's one of my favorite albums of all time. And I truly believe um, if it's not the greatest hip hop album of all time, it's, it's in the top five and I'm talking about the score by Fuji's, but I'm taking Lauren Hill, miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Yep. Uh, first rap album to win album of the year, like Grammy wise. Um, and this is another one that literally I know so many people that don't even listen to hip hop or don't even listen to other shit. And they had this album. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, it's crazy because this album starts off like as a diss to Wyclef Jean with Lost Woods, like full hip hop. Like a diss track, basically. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it goes into like shit like X Factor or Everything is Everything, right? Or like the Zion song or whatever. Um, like it's, it's, it's literally people were trying so hard back in. I remember watching the interviews. They were trying so hard to box it in into a certain genre. And they literally couldn't because it was equal parts singing and it was equal parts hip hop. Right. So they didn't know what to do with it, which is probably why it won, you know, album of the years. It was so good. Like people didn't really know where to like box it in. Um, yeah, this, this album's crazy, man. It was like, it, it was everything, you know, I, I had this album as well growing up and, uh, I was a huge, huge fucking fan of it. And what's crazy, it's the only album she ever dropped. I know. Because she did the, the, it wasn't really an album. She just did like the the unplug thing. So like as far as a studio album, this is the only studio album to drop Yeah, because all you whiteys bought it. (laughs) Actually, I would say all us whiteys bought it. Yeah. But to drop one at the highest level and, didn't she, and then walk off, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. She kind of lost her ass, though, in the, in the lawsuits on that record, too. Yeah. Because her producers said that she, all the songwriting that they, like, like we did a lot of all the songwriting and she didn't pay for it or whatever. I don't know. I think that'll oh, make wow. you pretty oh, wow. hesitant to want to continue even after all that success. I don't know. Yeah, man, the business can, it's just 
fucking it ruins a lot of people i mean that's yeah. everything though like it's like things you love you're like oh damn i just don't like it anymore not that it's a profession <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah, a big, what i gotta fill out taxes like a for job. bullshit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did did well, she? There's, you know, like I, I kind of think of her as like, as like, hello. You see, I'm yeah. there. We're listening. Um. Oh, sorry. I oh, everything froze for a second. Oh, I was going to say like, this kind of reminds me of uh, Lee Mavers, who's uh, the singer for the Laws, and I like I, I talk about them a lot because they made one record and it was really unbelievable. And he just fucking walked after that. He's like, yeah. I'm done. Wow, I'm not doing this shit anymore. And he was a pretty weird guy anyway. But that record was massive um, in the UK, and they had one single that has been covered like by everything by everybody and um you don't know the band but you know the songs kind of one of those things yeah, and yeah. those guys just i mean he just left and disappeared yeah and raised a family and that was it he's done yeah I, I mean but it's just, pretty crazy it, and the industry poisoned him yeah she recorded one of the songs while she was i think nine months pregnant just laying on the floor and just fucking ripped it right, right. <laughs> and it was like a banger ass song so i hope she was, she was laying like, on her back yeah yeah uh but like she was super pregnant. that's a good way to yeah. record yeah. by the way there's um, actually a hidden is it yeah there's a hidden track uh Wait, pregnant if there's you, a hidden track where the baby's yeah, coming out yeah if you let the album go there's a song <laughs> she recorded while giving birth as well so there's like there's like 88 tracks of silence and then the last one is Remember yeah. that shit? <laughs> it'd be like, like record, skip, uh, skip, 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 and then the last one would be track ninety nine, and we'd be like, "Hey, oh yeah, that'd be it." <laughs> Why are you yeah, still? You would, you, so yeah. the sneaky way you would have to get around that is you go to the first song, and then you hold rewind. Oh yeah, there you go. Some of them wouldn't even allow you to go back, like press the backtrack and go back to the back one. Yeah, like literally, you had to like play it through or whatever. But like, yeah, you could. Uh, on some of the albums, you could like hold the rewind button and go backwards. Okay, shit. I never look at look at these tricks that. that I would always go forward. I'm a big dope. Yeah, no, I would too. <laughs> then I don't know where I learned that, but where were these it might, tricks? It might have just been one album in particular. Where but. were these tricks in 1998, Andy? Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. We needed. I had your, some we friends make then. a zero track for a CD once. Whoa! Oh, really? Skip. We had to rewind back through one, and it was a yeah. It was wow. Pretty dumb idea. I <laughs> love that actually. Yeah. Wow. It's like having that's, a, a zero. That's super not accessible. I think it's good in theory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like right. you get the album, you're like this piece of shit, like because you just can't figure it out. <laughs> What's oh, that man. one song I really liked? Oh, oh it's zero track. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was like the single. Man. Yeah, their biggest yeah, it's song. The biggest hit. You can't even single. find it. <laughs> uh, I mean, already I was like fast. <laughs> no, no disrespect, DMX, but I was fast forwarding like two minutes and twenty four seconds through the prayer to get to where he starts rapping. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, 
I knew the exact, I think it's like two thirteen or something like that. I used to know the exact time frame yeah, for certain yeah. songs of how long I needed to fast forward to get to the actual song. Cause some people would do shit where they would put layout skits, not as a separate song, but they would lay it out like as the first two minutes of the song. And I'm like, okay, this is some bullshit. Yeah. You know? Just because I love my figures. <laughs> and you're less like. <laughs> That's one thing like was nice like about when iPods and MP3s started to come out, yeah. like MP3 players, because it like it really killed the skit, which was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I used to love a good skit. Like, I'm I actually I'm not going to say. Oh, every once in a while. Yeah, it's nice to hear like. Yeah. But, but it was like you every album, music, like yeah, four exactly. of them. Like it would be 12 tracks and four of them would be skits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Kevin, you're up, man. Oh. Oh, man. Seven sip of a <laughs> nice Dean Palmer. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> A bean Palmer. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with. Yeah, that got, that's a Danny. That's a that's a little double entendre for you, Andy. Bean <laughs> Palmer. <laughs> hey man, that's a double. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Oh, God shit. damn it! Do I need to? Damn. Do oh, I need see. to explain why I need to even need to put them on there? I uh, started. Yeah, I wasn't sure where you started it. Where where you would be putting this? So that's why that's what I was a little worried about last last time. Yeah, this was one of the one of my thirteen potential picks. Without this album, I would never. I'm looking at it right now. It's like, (laughs) man, it's it's. It's so much to so many kinds of bands, too. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like heavy bands, bands that like melody, bands that like kick-ass guitar playing and bass playing and drum. If you like players, if you like Ozzy. <laughs> yeah. Know, if you just, if, it's just they, I mean, this, they're, it's it's a, just a killer, killer record. And it kind of changed what what rock would be how it kind of splinters going forward you know it's like oh you got yeah. your kids that like get you know you got like zeppelin and you guys like stones and you like and these were just like oh what this shit's heavy yeah but back it, then it, it was just really unbelievable in, invented so. a genre basically this is the shit that mm-hmm. like um super religious parents uh would say it's the devil's music yeah Dude, it's scary. I, like, I remember this. The yeah. album cover alone is fucking scary as fuck looking. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, yeah. the whole thing is like a story, right? It's, uh, like, from front to back, it's, uh, I don't know. It's based off of stories, some horror stories or something that that's, like, the wizard and the songs like that. Yeah, oh, I, don't, I, don't I, I actually don't There's know a, an incredible amount about this album. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Well, one of the things that I read that I really thought was crazy was the fact that the way they got the sound is because the guitar players 
the the guitar player had a fucking accident at work and it cut off his his fucking fingertips of his two fingers tips so, of his fingers yeah, yeah so he couldn't play the guitar proper so he had to loosen the loosen the strings of the guitar and that's how they got that rock and roll oh. twang that they so they basically found a sound by accident just based off of the dude having a work related accident <laughs> that's crazy yeah yeah tony i'm He's the balls man. Yeah. He's yeah. an awesome, awesome player. Just, and it's just, incre- it's like, it's like in a Brian May way where it's like, oh, that's Tony Iommi. You know who that is. Yeah. Like yeah when yeah. you hear Brian May, like, oh, that's Brian May. You know, you know, just, it's, he's unique unto himself. And people just can fake, they can try to fake like what he does. But unless you're chopping the fucking tips off your fingers, good luck and luck, pal. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how it works. And at this point, like you're not gonna find a new sound by chopping the tips off because somebody already did it. That's right. Yeah. Now you gotta chop the whole fucking yeah. fingers off. Now you gotta play with your fucking knucks. You gotta knuck it. You know? Yeah. You got a nub. <laughs> That's right. Uh. Hey, people out here just trying to force uh fake accidents so that they can find genius. That doesn't work. Yeah. You know yeah. somebody needs to strap a guitar on Jim Abbott. See if he can use that nub for something besides <laughs> catching baseballs, you know? He's like, oh, I threw a no-hitter. What more do you want from me? Yeah. Uh, Find a new sound, play bro. Play down press. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> what have you done for me? Oh, shit. I don't think anybody's going to play. I don't think so, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> is that Paul I Abdul? No, oh. no. Oh, it's Janet Jackson. Janet. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Black Sabbath is a fucking awesome pick. Incredible. Yeah. It was on we my... can't take her because she's part of the Jackson family. Yeah. It's literally one of my... Exactly. She's She died when Michael got p- taken. So... Um, Wait, so did I lose my first pick? No, you didn't. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. Just clarifying. Um... You know, this, I'm going to go with this. This is something that uh, I discovered really. I mean, I, I knew who this person was, but I didn't. Truthfully, I thought it was a black woman all these years, uh, which is, I don't know what that says about me, but I'm going Carol King. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And really, just if died. you said like Adele or some shit, I was just going to be like, come on, James. Did she just die? <laughs> I thought it was going to be Didn't a white she, dude. She just, I thought she, I don't know. Oh, hold she, on. Did she just, die? just die. Carol King. Patty Patty Griffith, Adele, right? I mean, not Patty, but, um, uh, Nancy Griffith just died. Um, oh, okay. but I thought Carol King Peter just Griffin's died still alive. I'm looking her up. Yeah, right I think now. she's still alive. Peter Griffin. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go uh, ahead and, yeah. King. So you're taking tapestry family for. Yeah. Tapestry. Yeah. That's the album. Okay. Um, did they, this have the uh, where you I, lead? Uh-huh. It this has uh, it did like the songs that you know, like I feel the earth move under my feet. I know feet. where you lead. Yep. Yeah, songs that you know. Yeah, like so far away. Doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore? Also, Dude. there's a cat on the. The cover of the album, so it makes sense 
for James to take it. Yeah. Even yeah, uh, cat dancing. Because I'm, I'm a pet dancer, yeah. But also, you make me feel like a natural woman. Dude, this album is fucking incredible. Like, I didn't, I didn't realize... I don't know. I guess I just didn't realize uh, that, that this happened, but... Oh, I'm not on a timer. That's not a real thing. I just canceled that. But this this tapestry album basically changed the game for female performers and it it, it made uh she was basically like there there was this whole idea that female singers what were you just saying i was just playing the opening video to gilmore girls which is where you lead <laughs> oh is that a is that a carol king I was like, song what is going on here yeah, no. yeah. I'm glad everybody ignored that. Oh, there you go. Look. Oh. K.A. got that oh. vinyl. Hell K. yeah. Vinyl. That's beautiful. So I was reading about Ooh. Carol King, and they were talking about her voice and how before she released this album and it went so fucking, like, nuclear, you know? Before it went so nuclear, like... <laughs> Uh, women were held to the standard of having to have like precision voices and like perfectly perfect pitch at all times. Whereas men, yeah. like, could there, you, could, you could have a guy like Bob Dylan just <laughs> you're just fucking Ugh. trying to do whatever the fuck he could do. But right. so that was acceptable. But women's voices, natural voices, were not until Carol King blew the fucking doors off that theory with mm -hmm. this fucking album, Tapestry. Yeah. Hey, Bob, sometimes it's cool just to write songs and not sing them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, mean, I would like it if she did like her first show and and did the James intro. Like, here's my fucking tapestry, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Just didn't give a fuck. That's like, right. Did it. Oh, man. Like, right. instead, of, instead of like, thanks for coming out, everybody. This is my new album. <laughs> like, hey, motherfucker, this is going to be. <laughs> It's fucking it, tapestry. <laughs> Doesn't anybody stay in <laughs> one? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a good pick, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to Jacob Dylan, the only Dylan that matters. Let's let's move mm -hmm. on. Shout out to Dylan McDermott, the second Dylan that matters. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Dylan, Dylan McKay. Yeah, that's number three. <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. Those are the only Dylans that matter. Yeah. Bob Dylan didn't even make the top three Dylans. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here, man. Loser. You can't even make a yeah. top three Dylan list. Yeah. Go Bob on this, Bob. <laughs> oh. 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 Yeah. Check those apples out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bob yeah. on those That's right. apples. Yes. Like a three-year-old <laughs> learning a curse word. Yeah. Uh. All right, Drew, you're up. Okay. <laughs> um, Unless you wanted to talk about Carol King some more. No, I'm good. How about three-year-olds learning curse words? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Does anybody know a three-year-old? I, I got one. Three already? Yeah. Damn, dude. How long have we been doing this podcast? That motherfucker's three? Uh, Tell him to get a job. Damn. Yeah. I'm trying Gosh. to. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So I got to I got to teach him lawnmowers, some... man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um I knew I this is this is like a number 1, but I knew I could wait. Um even though I didn't know, but I I thought I could. I'm going to go Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh, I so that's the thing is I had no idea which album would go. Yeah. I didn't know if it was be the Revolver like Abbey Road, Sgt. Pepper like they have like four albums that could probably be taken in this list. Yeah, and there are like yeah, like you said, like Revolver, Rubber Soul, like that yeah, that's, Soul, that yeah. string of three albums is incredible. Like they just kept like, okay, let's get weird. Okay, let's get a little all right, we're just fucking everything we have, like <laughs> like any instrument there has ever been, let's put it on this album, and that's what Sgt. Peppers is. We will like, one of each. Yes, <laughs> that would yeah. that was the one that I put on my list. But Revolver is my favorite. Of oh the yeah, Revolver is so good. This is We're the most adult favorites. one they We're did to that time, though, right? Yeah. What? Because they were more like pand- so this- not pandering, but playing to the younger crowds, chasing them in the street and shit like that. And then they yeah. they went for a more mature, like yeah, they started getting there. They were kind of half in half out with yeah. r- rubber soul and revolver but like sergeant peppers was also the first one they didn't tour on so they didn't they weren't okay. like they that were like we're, we don't have to we don't have to play this in front of people we can just get as crazy as we want to be yeah so. they just got super fucking high yeah and whatever. they just dropped a bunch of lucy <laughs> yeah. in the sky with diamonds exactly Hell yeah. Yeah. whatever weird shit came out this that is song's like, about drugs fucking a it is wait fucker Oh, I was like, did you not know no that? No, no, no. I was, uh, <laughs> I was doing the whole meet the parents. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> this has my favorite Ringo sung Beatles song on it. With yeah. the oh, really? Your and it's the second yeah. track on the album. Yeah. It's really the first. Like, Sergeant Peppers is, is, is good, but it's also not like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's kind of short. It's just kind of an intro more than anything. And then it goes right in the... Yeah, it'll help for my friends. So. Yeah. I'm kind of an idiot because I can't take this one that I was going to take. Um, I was going to take the Gray album just to be clever, and now I can't do that. Yeah, you definitely cannot, especially since uh, Watch the Throne got taken earlier. So, <laughs> Watch the Throne did get taken. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, why can't you take it? Well, Beatles, because it's a mashup of the White Album and the Black Album. So it was going to be my you could my, take it as a Jay Z uh, mashup albums. This was like the standard bearer and the start of like well, Andy Jay Z doing a lot Jay Z and Lincoln Park is still out there. So have at it, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's the, the hey, I, I was in that studio by the way one Whoa. time. The way really? I made that album, really? Yep, Holy Rick Rubin's crazy. old house. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, a friend of mine was making an album there, and I. And I went to visit him, and and I'm looking around, and I'm like, this place looks real familiar. <laughs> and I was asking him questions, and he's like, yeah, this is a place. And I'm like, but I grew up with this guy. I'm like, Rick, like, was he, like, in your grade or my grade? And he's like, oh, no, sorry, man. It's Rick Rubin's house. I'm like, oh, this is where Damn. Blood Sugar Sex Magic was recorded? He's like, yep. Yep, I remember this. I remember the like whatever they did behind the music thing on it. Like, huh? Yeah, this house is haunted, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, don't go upstairs. 
kid, man. <laughs> yeah. Holy pretty, shit. Pretty weird. Did you? Uh, yeah, it was pretty wild. You didn't go The upstairs? original owner had drowned there in the pool. Oh, fuck. And, he, and then he went upstairs afterwards. He drowned in the pool and then went upstairs. <laughs> I, I don't know how, how he got upstairs. I wonder how he made his way up there. Uh, but he, I don't know who the guy who built it. I think it was like a like an architect or something. And then he sold it to Houdini. No, he sold it to Bugsy Siegel, and then Houdini owned it after that. And Holy it's like shit, it's fucking weird. Wow, I just remember uh, that's thinking, a uh, crazy lineage right there. <laughs> Wait, was it the house Bugsy got? This guy invested in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Fucking Houdini's still in the pool down there. Would somebody please unlock me from this bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) I've been chained up in this pool for fucking 80 years, guys. Oh, man. um, But I think some of the Grey album was done there. Because I know, like, I know Jay Z did stuff there for sure too. Yeah, and yeah. Made, in addition to like some of that shit, and then Cash did some of the Cash stuff there. Yeah. With with uh, the Heartbreakers. So yeah, it's a really cool. What's up with the ghost? Place. though? I want to I want to meet this ghost. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, Rick Rubin, that's cool. This Let's go ghost? check out this ghost. <laughs> Rick Rubin might actually be ghosts. a living ghost. He could be. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So soft spoken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking A. All right. Drew, you yeah, got out one. in the hills in the Laurel Canyon. Yeah. yeah. He was, uh, awesome. his house or a production version of the house was just on, uh, Dave, um, just a week or two ago. Oh. Oh, the yeah. new, the new one. Yeah. Shangri La. Is that, isn't that what yeah. it's called? Yeah. 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 That, cool. that looks badass. I think it's in Malibu. Yeah, yeah. it looks amazing. If that's his actual house. Hell yeah! All right. Dude. Well, I think it. I true. think it might be. I don't. I don't know though. I, th- I, I think it might doing be doing well. Too. I'm gonna stick with the uh, <laughs> with the Brits and give me the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust. Mm. Oh man, I fucking love this album. Got that I- one too somewhere here. Yeah, actually, that's why I went and dug out my yeah. shit. That's... Oh, look at that. Oh, nice. So, yeah. fucking... Uh, Starman, uh, Rock and Roll Suicide. This, They say yeah. that this was the first um, album to create a storyline, or is that... Is yeah, that like a concept album. Concept album. Really? That's what, I, that's okay. what I'm looking yeah. for. Described as rock opera and a loose Wouldn't... concept album. Okay. Yeah. Was, was that before Tommy? That was after Tommy, though. Was it? Yeah, but I guess Tommy was a movie, too, so it's a little different. It yeah. was a rock opera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a rock opera. Uh, yeah. Remind me to tell you guys something about... Um, Bowie at the when we're done recording. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like that. It's just blended. Fun. It's <laughs> it's fun shit. It's not 
Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen his dong or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, we would definitely make you tell that one on the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> any yeah. any seeing of the dong the gift, stories get the told keeps live. on giving. Yeah. I imagine he's slanging like Dirk Degler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bowie has got a fucking hog on him for sure. No doubt. Yeah. Even yeah. Bowie's death. hog used to turn into a motorcycle just so he could ride it. Yeah, yeah. Even after he died, that bitch just broke off and had its own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Bowie's dong used to feed the homeless. I heard he had to get a separate plot next to next to his body for his dong. <laughs> yeah, He's a double plot man. That's so true. That's right. Yeah. They didn't Triple even plot without doubt how dong that dong was. You know. Yeah. They didn't even. Uh, they give actually a... had to bury him twelve feet deep just so his dick could be six feet deep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> No, they only buried him six feet deep so they could use his dick as the gravestone, you know? <laughs> you just, you put the flowers in his little dick hole? Yeah. His dong has actually got a, a hold of that little bell yeah. that people can ring when they're alive <laughs> under the ground. Every now you hear, you hear Bowie's dick ring, and that's how uh, you know that the graveyard's haunted. Uh, that's uh. just Bowie singing again. Uh, you can't... <laughs> You can't knock over his headstone because they used his dick as rebar. Did you know that? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. That thing isn't even in the ground. It's just sticking right there. They put a little hole in the cement and they just put it right over top. Rumor is if that special person walks by, uh, shit goes completely haywire. <laughs> uh, the gravestone starts lifting off the ground. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, his head just pops out of the dirt. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, Ziggy, Ziggy Stardust, everybody. Yeah. Ziggy Stardust. Hell of an album. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So it's back to me. Uh, let's see. Where am I going to go next? You know, let's let's do this. It hasn't been taken yet, right? It right. hasn't. Yeah. So I'm going to go with, uh, you know, I love new metal. This is the beginning of that, whether you like it or not. Run DMC. <laughs> Booyah. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it really is. Don't you think? Oh, I thought you were going to go somewhere else and you <laughs> took the one that I actually fucking wanted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, run DMC, run DMC. Yeah, Is that what you're yeah, taking? definitely. Fuck, man. Yeah, like man. took the right album, but yeah, you got Sucker MCs, you got uh, the Box. <sighs> it's like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Beastie basically before they took it a different direction, they were just kind of taking the Run DMC doing this style and sound. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, man. This because this really took hip hop to the next. There's there's levels, and this was like after you know that 1980 song and the. I'm not going to mention the album. It's more about the song than the album, but this was kind of the first big album, uh, in terms of hip hop and kind of hitting, yeah, you know, America and stuff like that. And they obviously combined. And their Some songs rock weren't, elements. weren't 38 yeah. minutes long. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah. Um, 
You know, the only thing I don't really care for about Run DMC is just the fact that they were like straight edge dudes, you know, but they don't really shove it down your throat too much. Not as much as say CM Punk would do, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. They still oh try goodness. to do it a little bit. Or Bollywood. <laughs> the grave. Oh, man. Rest in peace, Jim Master J. Um, <laughs> fuck, man. So you're uh, saying that that you pick Run DMC, but just that you think they're pussies? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, wieners. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, they'll stomp you out in those Adidas's. No, 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 no. pussies. Even the dead one. I don't think they really are, but <laughs> I'm just <laughs> calling them out. <laughs> Uh, oh man, I'm so writing a letter to Jam Master J's family. <laughs> uh, a strongly worded letter. <laughs> yeah. I'll go Dear see, Red, I'll go, I'll go You see, are a pussy. <laughs> You're not even a real reverend. I I'll go see him while I'm ringing David Bowie's <laughs> bell, you know. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, this this sucks. Just the, you know, thing. the fact that they they intertwined rock and and hip hop in a way that mm-hmm. made this was this is really uh the intro into a lot of like older white people's hip hop listening you yeah. know what i mean they would have yeah, never I mean, they would have yeah. never listened had this not taken place and it, and it's interesting mm-hmm. because it took the it feels like it took the combo of rock and rap meshed together for it to make its way, which is totally not what would happen nowadays, but it right. took rock and rap meshing together to kind of become a bigger deal before rap could kind of take off on like, you know, Rakim and, you know, all of these other different things, but like it took Run DMC in this. And now it's like rock has kind of, um, kind of sprouted into the hip hop. Yeah. Uh, world if you will as opposed to the opposite way now it's more even alternative it as well it's like um yeah i would just say pop is like pop in general where it used to be more rock rock driven it's now more hip-hop driven you know yeah I mean? definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure fucking a damn that was a good pick james that was a really great was. pick <laughs> all right kevin you're up that's a great pick of those pussies run dmc your words james not mine <laughs> uh, no they're james not I, I did say that they're not oh, as pussy as pussy as cm <laughs> punk though you know i did say that so oh. put that on record that's true yeah all right what you got Drew? so you're saying they need to bring him over with when they come by <laughs> that's right yeah. not what if they all came out together like yeah. I what if Rev Run came out with CM when he like was brought out and he's like, now nah, I'm changing from Colton personality to sucker MC. <laughs> that actually would be a, a good move. Although that cult of personality song is badass for sure. That, you know, that's what sucks is that CM I would Punk- go it's true. Ricky, that would be my choice. Yeah. 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 And he does the little dance to the little kid and play dance. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be a uh, King of rock. I think that's a great entrance song. Are you guys? Oh, yeah. Are you guys? Oh, we'll talk yeah, about it at yeah. the uh, at the Raven. the Raven. Yeah. So here, Kevin, you're up. All right. I figured this would have been taken by now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. 
too. I was thinking about soul three feet high. Oh, yes. That was my, that was my, it's album. Yeah, I got you. Fucking. When, when Andy sent that text, the yeah. first two records that came to mind were Paul's Boutique and this one. And I'm like, hey, that's both Prince Paul. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm cool mm. with that. Those, those were immediate, immediately on my head. Yeah. So, and so I, yeah. I, I was it's, looking up Prince Paul and I saw he was 54. So I looked it up. He was only 22 when this album fucking came out. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's one yeah. of the best produced um, albums ever. Like, it's fucking in- insane. And people are finally going to get to experience it, which is fantastic because they, you know, got all that shit settled finally. Oh, is that why? Right, I, yeah. Is that why I can't pull it up? Magic number. Right yeah, now. you can't. Yeah, right now you can't find. I'm sure it's going to get settled soon because they just, I think, finally settled like multiple decades of like lawsuits and shit that were going on. Um, oh, wow. So. So yeah, it wasn't on wasn't on like Spotify or any of those streaming places. So it's like one of those things where it's a you know for sure a top one hundred, but like you know top probably twenty five hip hop album of all time. Mm. And so many people have never heard it because it's not on streaming platforms. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know Crazy, that. Right, That's, the whole yeah. generation has never heard it. Yeah, they've only heard me, myself, and I. That's it. Yeah. It's just me, myself, and I. You know that one, James. Yeah, but, but I, I, I know De La Soul. Like, I just yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, what a great the record! Album. After that's really good too, man. I mean, that, that's they don't they do quality more than anything else. But yeah, yeah that the first one. It, it's the it's like the way precursor to that whole like backpack rap thing you yeah. know yeah it's like yeah, the, the original kind rap. of nerd nerd rap yeah yep. uh, yeah jazz like rap i love Stetsasonic kind of started that and they use a little bit of that without any of the like you were saying the old the old head beats and all that they yeah. took a little bit of that out of it what was the um, name of the album again three feet three, high and rising three feet high and rising and uh, I remember this. Uh, it's funny because it's a fantastic movie, but I used to love uh, a lot of different projects that came out on Tommy Boy, uh, which was the label. Yeah. Because they had yeah. like a Queen Latifah. Um, Coolio was on there. Um, There's a bunch of other ones, but like De La Soul. But like, yeah. There you go. Big fan of this one. Fucking A. Man, Andy's team has been decimated. Andy? Yeah, you guys are straight, like, robbing and stealing from me. Like, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to take, finally, I'm going to take the uh, album at number four before we get into K doing his thing. The album that made me think of this topic of groundbreaking albums. And uh, the album is Missy Elliott, Super Duper Fly. Oh, shit. Mm. Yeah. I can't stand um, the rain. Rain. Yeah. yeah, so it was, uh, you know, it was like a whole, like, crew with Timberland and with Timberland and, and her and Aaliyah and, like, 
genuine like all of them were like uh calling themselves like the super friends or whatever but when super duper fly uh when rain super duper fly came out um like music video wise it was fucking crazy uh the album was nuts because um typically hip hop for for females at that time was uh was kind of either like like gangster or sexualized it was like one of those two um and for Missy Elliott she also kind of did a little bit of the singing rapping thing but she was like authentically herself with it mm-hmm. and it was one of those ones where i was like it would be hard for anybody to do what Missy Elliott did on Super Duper Fly. So like that that was that was one of those things where um I don't know, she felt just so different from anybody else that had ever done it. It had been like Lil Kim, the brat, like Yeah, yeah. You know, people like that. And then Missy Elliott came around and she was like, It's not necessarily about the look. It's not about any of that shit. It's just about the creativity. And then you throw the Timbaland beats with it. Like, and that shit was crazy. That album, so, that album was fire as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. This was, this was a, a big deal. Like when it dropped, because again, it, I think it's groundbreaking because it had a lot of like women growing up and being like, Oh, that's not what this hip hop thing has to be. It can be fucking anything. Right. So she changed the game for so many different people. Um, and she's just so awesome with her, her lyricism as well and the production and then just the show of what she does when she hits the stage. So, yeah, I think this is a big one. Super duper fly. Missy Elliott. Fucking a shit. Plus them dance skills, you know, damn right. Yeah. Plus that trash bag costume. Right. But, yeah. yeah, you know what's crazy about that shit? What? They had to they had to blow that shit up like at a gas station or something like that, or whatever. So she had to like go and get it blown up, like at like a gas station and be in that fucking suit. And then like it it kept like uh, losing air. So I think it was Hype Williams uh, who was like the music video dude in that yeah. time frame. Uh, it was him or somebody else had to stand behind her while the shoot was happening and just constantly just be like trying to fill the thing with air or whatever before like the, all the air came out or whatever. That's <laughs> awesome. That shit's crazy. Yeah. Fucking A. It's weird that a... Uh... Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my I... God. Sorry, it like clipped out. I didn't know. You were hitting it already. Um, I was gonna say it's weird that like a uh, like a set design didn't have a fucking air compressor. Yeah, I don't. I don't like know. they had I to go to the was... gas station. Like... Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just a different time, I guess, in '97. Yeah. Ka.
you know. Oh, that was live in studio. Live version. I would totally consider that a groundbreaking podcast segment song, (laughs) for sure. I think so. Yeah, there's no fucking way that anybody has that level of quality for their Raven, for their sheety-ass sheet that they have, (laughs) you know? (laughs) <laughs> the shitty ass. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's right, man. Kevin Odin, the shitty ass that, you players. Got to go, go to Patreon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking. Oh air. man. Uh, if we're speaking of shitty sheet, um, I went to this. So okay, let me lay this out. I go to. Uh, either different parks or different indoor things that have uh, toddler like play activities, especially if it's raining. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much every weekend, I try to find something different uh, for the kid to do because he's a fucking maniac. Um, yeah, I'm talking to you in 20 years. You were crazy at three, motherfucker. Um, but so we go in and, you know, go do something every time. So we went to this place and it's called like children's hands-on museum. And inside of this place, there's a bunch of different things. They got like a mini grocery store. They got like a McDonald's play place that they, they got and put inside of this inside place. Um, there's just all kinds of things that are in there. And then they have this like, um, like a uh, cage and inside of the cage is like, two basketball hoops that are like more for older kids and then a smaller one for smaller kids. So me and the kid are playing, he's kicking around basketballs. Like, like it's a soccer ball because he don't give a shit. Um, and I'm like kind of shooting at the older kid version and it's like short enough where I can dunk on it. Um, this little girl comes in and you know, she hits one and I'm like, Oh, good shot. And, like, I had just hit several in a row. I brick one, and she's like, you suck at this. <laughs> I'm like, this little punk-ass five-year-old is talking shit to me. Uh, and I start getting a little, like, I'm like, no, check this out. And then I, like, go and I, like, dunk it. And I'm like, ah! And she's, like, just kind of turns her head. And I'm like, this little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I make a couple more, right? And then... You know, I shoot one or whatever, miss it again. She's like, I told you, you suck at this. And I'm like, this five-year-old bitch is trying me. Man. Right? Like, she doubled down. Miss she Sass. doubled down, man. And then her, like, her like probably, like, 55-year-old grandpa or whatever, he shoots, he shoots, misses. It hits her. She instantly drops the ball and just starts staring at me. And I'm like, and I said, didn't do it. Uh, said, Who sucks now, bitch? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I wanted, so yeah, yeah. I wanted to fight her so bad. Yeah, I wanted to fight her so bad. Her grandpa luckily was like, no, 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 that was me, that was me, that was me. So he was even afraid like she was gonna do some shit to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, who is this girl? Like, so you I'm just like, start throwing basketballs at him at her? Oh like, no, man. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that was my uh, sheety. Although it was also hilarious because I'm like. This five-year-old, like, little girl just, like, got me all, like, worked up and shit. Yeah. You know? Hell, yeah. Because she was, like, she was so matter-of-fact about it that, like, I started feeling a certain type of way. Like, what, 
you don't, why are you why are you talking shit to me like you know she like found me and i was the person that she was just gonna talk shit to for the rest of the day you know yeah and my kid didn't give a shit he's just kicking the basketball around the whole time not giving a shit that his dad's getting shit talked to you know He's playing that like Mayan soccer basketball game that they used to play. Yeah, where he took the heads off and he's uh, playing soccer with the heads of uh, children. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> exactly what I I did a report about. on that. Actually, funny story off of the funny story. I did a report on that in third grade and my parents got called in. Oh, my God. Yeah, because they told me I had to write on something. Such a great job you did. Or maybe it was four. <laughs> Look at his writing. But it's so good. Yeah. They told me I needed to do something non-sports related because I was writing too many. I was doing too many things that were sports related. So they gave me the topic of Indians. So I found this story in a book and I was like, I'll show them. So I did a report on it. And then my parents got called into school. Uh, they played soccer with heads, and you're like, it's not about sports. It's about Indians, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, fuck. So uh, I guess more of the story is I kind of deserved it. Fuck that kid. I was, I was the fuck that kid when I was yeah. I was a uh, little older than her. But, yeah, that's my uh, that's my sheety. I got, I got Ravens, but I'll let you guys go. All right. Um, I just got two quick things. I'll just, I'll just say it real quick. Uh, masters of the universe revelation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's really That's that Lego show. No, it's the new He-Man show on Netflix and it's, uh, Kevin Smith written by oh, Kevin, Kevin Smith. Yeah. And yeah, I, uh, I watched the first one. I haven't, that was, I just started it last night. So it's actually really good. I yeah. kind of like, uh, over the weekend I was, uh, sorting through cards and I, I just had this kind of on and uh, I found myself, uh, you know, like flowing, falling, following myself to it, you know, yeah. whenever. Yeah, it's, it's I, I had a lot of fun, but apparently it's getting a lot of flack from fans as I saw uh, that. Yeah, yeah like people don't like whatever route they took or maybe I don't know. Some shit goes down. What are the He-Man heads upset? Like, yeah, the He-Man heads are upset <laughs> right now. Yeah, I mean, you didn't I'm care He-Man about head. He-Man for thirty years, and now <laughs> yeah, you give a shit about finally something somebody does for yeah. He-Man. Yeah, and now you give a shit about it. Come on. Well, you should really watch the first episode, but uh, I don't. But I'm also like, okay, we'll see where this goes. I'm kind of interested. Like, yeah, yeah. what. Well, but I could see, like, just watching the first episode where people would be like, fuck this show. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, something big happens in the first episode, but, like, yeah. the rest of the show is really fucking good, and uh, it's wor- It's definitely worth it. Yeah, that's I what think, like, I can already see where it's like, all right, but I get where it's going. Yeah, you know well, that's I mean? what it's getting. It's it, They're saying that Kevin Smith gave it the woke treatment oh. or whatever, but, like... That's uh, a fucking stupid ass argument. A, like, <laughs> Kevin yeah, has He Man been relevant for the last yeah. thirty years? Plus, it's called Revelations, which tells you it's about the end of that world. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I haven't. I don't want to hear it from the He Man heads because you have literally not been around. 
You know, like you're acting like you're this hardcore He-Man fan. Yeah. Like you don't even fuck with She-Ra that much. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know why? Because I thought I thought the fucking villains were cool. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. That yeah. was the coolest part about the show, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I liked their little tiny skirt. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. I like He Man's thighs, boy. He Man had yeah. some Winston Dukes on him. Yeah. You know, we 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 fucked up by not picking Shira in our uh, cartoon we characters. We did. Yeah, I like Cringer's haunches. You know, like nice big haunches. <laughs> hey, hey, what you got? <laughs> uh, but my other thing, my you other thing, I have another thing real quick, and it's just a, uh, it's a. Uh, and I hope I haven't talked about this yet because I don't know if I have. I do talk about it a lot because it makes me so mad. But it's another DJ Khaled letdown. Uh, the song is called Let It Go, and it's DJ Khaled featuring Justin Bieber and 21 Savage. And I'll tell you what. It's called Let It Go and Just Let It Go. Don't even fucking listen to this piece <laughs> of shit. And I'll tell you what else. I'll tell you what else not to do. Oh, man, I think it's a groundbreaking album. <laughs> I'll tell you what else not to do with this piece of shit. Do not, I repeat, do not watch the fucking music video to this piece of shit. Because if you, you do, want to do both. If you do, you will hate yourself. You'll hate the song. You'll hate Justin Bieber. You'll hate DJ Khaled. You'll wonder why Twenty One Savage has put himself in this mess. And you'll hate. You'll just hate. You'll, you'll have nothing but hatred in your heart. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So wow. fuck DJ Khaled. Yeah. There you go. There will be no problem me watching any of that. <laughs> I, was, good. I was really hoping you were going to be like, I don't know if I've talked about it. And then you were going to talk about the good place again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, uh, me, me and Kay hey, can talk about the good place all day. The good place is the shit. It is the shit. It's that's uh, the most Raven thing. I'll never have another Raven more Raven ever. than the good place. It's ironic that you have been talking about the good place and then you just went to a bad place. <laughs> I know. Well, believe me, DJ Khaled can take me there. Uh, that motherfucker. Uh, we guys oh, got. Oh man, the good place is a shit. Fucking hell, um, I love it. I just, uh, you know, so far there were one episode in, but like these fucking Marvel shows, do it again. What if is was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, it's basically, it's cool. It's an animated show, and it uh, each one is going to be a different story. Like this one is like, and it all takes place around like basically the choice that you're given, and what if you said yes or no or whatever it was. So like we all saw the timeline that happened when in the first one, like Agent Carter says no, she doesn't want to stay in the room. Well, in this one, she stays in the room, and then this is what happens. So, like, it's pretty cool. Oh, um, okay. Interesting. Yeah, and each one, and I I, I know, like, <clears throat> there's there's some really cool things. Like, I know, like, Killmonger's going to come back for this, and, like, there's they're doing a bunch of cool shit. So um, I'm kind of interested to see where all these stories go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I've seen Plus it and I was I wasn't sure if I should check it out, but now I kinda yeah. want to. Yeah, it's 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 cool. And it's just like a fun, like, you know, it, it is kind of cool to just play that game. Like 
Oh man, what if that happened? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. What if you fucking He-Man heads just let it go <laughs> and watch the Kevin Smith uh, show without being all upset? You know? Yeah. Yeah, dude, take Justin Bieber's fucking <laughs> lyrics and <laughs> listen to them and take them in. Try it. Yeah. What you got, Kay? But also don't listen to them because fuck For, that song. Go first ahead, of all, Kay. let it go, James. <laughs> I can't. I think the He-Man heads should call themselves He-Heads. He-Heads. That, that should be the name. The he heads and the she heads. So diminishing. I have a, I have a raven. That's my, that's my me, pronouns now. But everybody else knew about it. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he had she. He had it's a he had she gine, I think is what it yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so it's. New to me, but old to everybody else. I just started watching BoJack Horseman. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Yes, I am fully in. I just started. Yeah, like oh, last shit. night, literally started watching, and it's like, wow, yeah, <laughs> so amazing. I don't even really. I don't really have much to even say about it. It's just like, yeah. where have you been? It's addicting. <laughs> it's so, so addicting. Um, oh, man. yeah. I haven't watched the whole thing. I've watched like uh, mo- maybe most of the first season, and I've watched that Christmas special. Okay. But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I okay. like it. I just haven't uh, given it the full yeah. treatment yet. Yeah, it was one of those ones that I watched the one or two of, and then I just I never went back. I need to go back and oh, wow. catch myself up. Because yeah, I, I did. I loved it. it. It's just I, you know how you have those shows. Sometimes you just you really like, really like, and then you're like. Why did I never finish this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you watch Lois yeah. and Clark oh, yeah. front to back instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't suggest watching Lois and Clark over BoJack Horseman. Yeah. I wouldn't either. Or ever. I'm doing it. Did you finish Kim's Convenience yet? I, I didn't. See, I gave up on that too. I liked it, but uh, it just... I don't know, man. Yeah. It just well, didn't seem like it was going anywhere. It, it's it's fun. Yeah. It's like a show in the background it, it show. Makes, it's just... Yeah. It's got a lot of heart. Um, yeah. No, yeah. The way they end it, they got renewed, and then the creators just pulled a dick move and decided not to do it and gave mm. uh, the white girl her own show. So, mm. Wow. Uh, really? So it kind of ended weird. Yeah, it ended like in a weird way. We're like, oh, more shit's going to happen because it got renewed. And then like, no, we oh. decided we're not going to do this anymore. We're going to give her her own show. And- it's like when Friends <laughs> decided to so, do the Joey but- spinoff. <laughs> yeah, they said, fuck <laughs> these friends. We're going to do just Joey by himself now. Oh, man. And Joey was like we my dude. Need- but I was like, what are we doing? need one friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know that Joey spinoff would have been successful had they had Joey and Chandler leave together. Yeah, yeah. It would have it would have worked then like a whole Larry would've. and Balky situation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He needed that straight man. He needed that somebody to anchor him, you know. Just like you guys need me. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> we do need you. Thanks. You know, you know, speaking of that though, I, I also appreciate- I, I, I want to give a quick raven to uh, 
I've heard a lot of feedback over the last like week or so. And I just want to thank everybody for listening. And I don't know, like it, it's been cool hearing all the good feedback from everybody recently. So I feel yeah, like, it really like just it's, we've been getting a lot more. Oh yeah. Shout out to the that. listeners. Yeah. You guys you and girls there. are the best. There's probably no girls, but if there are some, if I'm talking There's to some. a girl right now, Hey yeah. girl, what up? Thanks for listening. Uh, now you, now you'll never listen again. Week. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, like he's only talking to the girls that are of legal age, because um, I know they're no, be, I'm not uh, younger listeners that we have. I'm talking to all girls, even if baby girls are listening right now. What up, baby girl? Thanks for listening. <laughs> you know, I don't care. Are you talking to the shit talking girl in Andy's basket? Yeah. <laughs> I am. I definitely am. I am. Can, no. Hey, if she's a listener, kept, if she's she a listener, she can fuck like, with man, Andy all day. His yeah. voice sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> she's Young like, Karen. hey, you got a podcast? And What's I'm like, actually, ass? I do. And she's like, well, you suck. <laughs> you <laughs> suck at that, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, real quick, uh, Dave's season ender. It was fantastic. Gata. Give that dude a fucking Emmy. He killed that. He killed it. Um, yeah. Um, but one thing I keep forgetting to mention that I love these guys and they just dropped a video. They have some comedy that's actually very similar to some of the shit that we do. Um, and they're into like all kinds of hip hop. Uh, but these guys called Hive Mind on uh, YouTube. They, right. uh, they've done seven of these and it's hilarious. I love them. It's called Guess the Rapper from Cartoon Puns. So one of them will draw um, like uh, a drawing and the other one has to guess who the rapper is from the cartoon pun. Okay. Uh, And it's really fucking fun. Like it'll be like, um, you know, just a a, like a simple one would be like literally a glass of, of iced tea, but it'll be like some weird thing that would throw it off. And and it's like, oh, that's iced tea, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's a bunch of different, and they're really cool drawings too. So um, check it out, Hive Mind. And if you want to see the specific one, Matt, or ones I'm talking about, uh, it's Guess the Rapper from Cartoon Puns. And it's a lot of fun. Hell yeah. 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 That's so raven. Nobody's here. Right, girls. Andy's back. Oh, here he is. There he is. I've gone too far. But I'm back. Like Backstreet. Oh, is that what I'm you're taking next? Go. What's that? I'm not taking Backstreet Boys. No, 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 no. Okay, here we go. I typed it in. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm not taking Millennium. Um, <laughs> I am taking one of Drew's faves. Willennium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Wu Tang clan enter the Wu Tang thirty six chambers. Oh, nice. shit. 
Um, uh, yeah. So why this one was groundbreaking is what's so cool is RZA had um, members of Wu-Tang basically rap battle each other to decide who would be featured on Drew's got the album there on the tracks. So like the reason it sounds like these dudes are competing when they're rapping is because they actually were competing to get on the tracks. So um, I just like the setup of, of how it, how it came. And I would argue that uh, all of these members on Wu-Tang um, and how hard this fucking record was is kind of an influence on, say, drill music um, that's out now, the pop smoke type stuff, that kind of stuff. Like, people going super hard, like, that's Wu-Tang. You know what I'm saying? That's like the yeah. shit Wu-Tang coming in and just everybody um, going at it, and then just a group of, of rappers coming on and just trying to better each other um, to best each one, like... Yeah, Rizza did his thing here. Obviously, like uh, Old Dirty, he's my favorite, and like he came super hard. Method Man came with the hooks, and then there was all kinds of different like, just that you could tell how hungry they were, and yeah. how raw this record was. And yeah, I mean it's it's definitely one of the best hip hop albums of all time. One other cool thing in the production side was the Rizza did was he actually had. Um, I don't know if they were just like little four track or whatever it was, but they were, he had for each person, he had like their own settings and shit. Yeah. So if like o- ODB was coming into the booth, he'd pull out the other one and put that one in because he had all his shit locked in. And that's why like in the first, in the, in the next couple, like when he's kind of, when it's more somebody else producing that shit kind of goes away. But like mm-hmm. with that one, you can tell everybody's uniqueness because like he like, you know, he gets them dialed in so well of like, yeah. okay, this guy needs more bass. This guy needs more mid, like whatever. Like um, you can really like hear like it's, it's, there's not a lot. Nobody sounds the same on the, on the album. No, mm-hmm. not yeah. at all. Yeah. It's just, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Masterpiece. Is that what you're taking? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you still fucking love the dirty south, man. Fucking a, damn. All right, Wu Tang, yeah. everybody. Ka, children. You're up, my friend. I save this one for last because I know no one will take it. So, I'm going with um, the first REM record, Murmur. Oh. Changed college radio forever actually made college radio it, okay. it didn't change college radio it made college radio they um they were like the most important band to me personally too so you know it's 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 not even my favorite record of theirs but it was a game changer for kids that thought, oh, you have to be like real good looking and play a certain kind of music and you can't, you know, you can be weird and you can, you don't have to have like a, I don't know, it, you don't have to have a certain amount of polish. So yeah. that is, yeah, that's my favorite. I 
figured, like I said, I figured you guys wouldn't take them, so I saved them to the end. It's kind <laughs> of a theme uh, amongst a lot of our picks so far. You know, outside of like Michael Jackson and the polish that he had, you know, like a lot of the picks that we have are kind of like that, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Because I guess yeah, we it doesn't know nobody's feel gonna overproduced, take them. you know? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm actually a big REM fan. I, uh, they were... Yeah. My seventh grade, I remember my seventh grade history teacher was like, a diehard REM fan and we would go at a class and there would be classes days where he would be like, we're not learning today. We're just going to listen to REM. And he would just put on a fucking (laughs) REM CD and like, we would just sit there and fucking doodle or do our other homework or whatever with REM playing in the background. That's really cool. Yeah. It was just, that's me in the corner the entire time. Shout out to Skilo. Yeah, that's me in the court. Yeah. And then they're like, one kid would be like, I hate fucking hate Ari. I mean, fucking send them. That's you in the corner right there. Get over there. <laughs> Losing just... my religion. Now let me get this off the chest. Plug the television. Oh, shit. The rest. I mean to... That's Ski Love. Yeah. He, he used that in one of his songs. <laughs> Shout out to Ski Love. You taking Ski hey. Swig no, of a Dean Palmer for the Ski man. Yeah. Love me some ski love. He was nominated for a Grammy. People forget. People try to forget. <laughs> what, about Michael, what about Michael Stipe, though? R.E.M. Uh, Rem. Sleep. I love my... Yeah, R.E.O. Speedwagon also won over like, Marshall Mathers like LP, so... Some cat skills guy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just saying that that well, I believe it was REO Speedwagon won over the Marshall Mathers LP for the Grammy that year or one year too. So the Grammys really hold jack oh, shit. Yeah, they don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. But shout out to my dude Skiba. You know, I I'd love there's there's an ep- episode of The Simpsons where they where REM was on and they do something and like like they're getting upset and he's like, No, Michael. That's not the REM way. Like they got them to make fun of themselves. Like it's so yeah. funny. Uh, uh. But people are just like, "I'm on the Simpsons. I don't care. I'll do whatever you want." Oh yeah. <laughs> I like that. You can't go on there and not expect to be poked at a little. Bit. Oh, yeah, right. exactly. Oh yeah, definitely. Fucking a. All right. Well, I'm up now. And I'm going to go with, uh, you know, I knew you guys weren't going to take this. So it's like a theme. I actually didn't know that you wouldn't take this, but <laughs> and I'm glad it's still out there. Cause I really like this album and this was a, uh, I don't know why I just wrote that, but anyways, this was an album that brought me and my dad together. Actually. Oh, Aww. when I was a kid, he had. Actually, when I first started buying CDs, my dad had to buy a CD too, and he bought this CD, and anytime I was in his truck, he would put it on, and it was the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ah. Oh, man. And this was one of my my first, you know, when you got like the... uh, 
buy one tape, get nine from Columbia House or yeah, BMW, yeah. whatever that was. Where this was one of my tapes. Yeah. Oh, for, fuck. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. There's so many fucking amazing songs on this out on the album and just Jimmy in general is like this larger than life figure that I don't know. He's well, gonna... And he influenced so many people like Lenny Kravitz, Kid Cudi, like yeah. all of these different people he influenced where it was like, I don't know. He brought uh rock and roll role almost at that time felt, a little white, if you know what I mean. And he was able to kind of bring more to it where it was just music, you know? Yeah. Fucking hell, yeah. So, like, yeah, I, I, I fuck with Jimmy heavy, especially, like, you know, there's, there's, there's several songs I still just have on my... I don't listen to a ton, actually, but, like, I actually listen to the Jimi Hendrix songs, like, on, like, my Apple Music because there were songs yeah. I bought before. You could just do like Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Right. Um, so I actually go back right. and listen to like all along the Watchtower and shit like that. Um, I love YouTube and his like uh, national anthem. You know? yeah. Like There's that's a... what the national anthem should be. It's just that. <laughs> no no lyrics. Just like yeah. Jimmy playing the song. And you light the Leave guitar on fire at the end. It was a. There's a great. On that that McCartney show, I was telling you about like they talk about when when Sergeant Pepper's was out, like the day it came out, like either that night or like the next night, he fucking played a version of Sergeant Pepper's, like like in his oh, own wow. version, like he had learned it, like so I think they even said like that night, like like he fucking played it like that just in his own style, like that dude is fucking amazing. And he didn't he didn't like read music, right? He just went off of feel, correct? I'm sure, yeah. I don't believe so. Yeah. I, I was going to say the same thing where he would do like, he would just learn songs by mm. records that just came out and play them because he just liked to make music. And yeah. He was inspired by everything that's yeah, and like, it, not jaded about making, yeah. you know, being in the industry or any of that stuff never affected him. And he's got Our a story. It's probably helped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's and he's got a story too, where it's like, uh, like they like some they whoever it was just wanted him to be like the guitar player and not like a front man, right? And then I I forget who it was, but somebody it was somebody famous was like, no, he's pretty yeah, good. Billy Gibbons. Yeah. Okay. I think wasn't it? Hold on, was it Billy Gibbons that they played together or something like that? Yeah. I, I, I can't remember the story. Listen. I remember there was or something maybe, like that, though. But he was just like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. And <laughs> became one of the biggest names ever. <laughs> the interesting thing, I think, is uh, if you noticed from I stopped doing it, I probably should pick it back up. Mm-hmm. But when I was doing all of those uh, different rock albums and stuff like that, yeah, uh, the parts that I resonated most most with was like, the musical parts like guitar solos and like things like that yeah. versus uh, like lyrics and, and some of the singing and stuff like that. I like the musicality better of like the rock music. And like, I think part of that is because of when I thought about rock music that I liked and that I kind of messed with, it was like shit like Jimi Hendrix uh, where like, 
I really just enjoyed the feel of how the music felt more so than kind of like listening to lyrics and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I I can feel I can see that as well. Yeah. I mean yeah. the musicality of Jimi Hendrix is fucking insane and just listening to yeah. it you can see you can hear how fucking talented he is by the notes that he plays. Right, yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh that sounded like I the found, dumbest I found the uh <laughs> I found the the notes on him. Okay. Uh, it wasn't Billy Gibbons. He said Billy Gibbons was his favorite guitar player. Oh, okay. But he played backup for Little Richard, BB King, Sam Cooke, and the Isley oh. Brothers. Oh okay. man, I didn't know about some of those. Jeez, Holy shit, yeah. that's, that's incredible. Like heavy hit. Yeah. yeah. The heaviest of hitters, right there. <laughs> like all of them could have albums no that shit. we take. Fucking a. Bam. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix, everybody. Beast. I just won this draft with my fifth pick. All right, Drew. Okay. Um Man, I got two that I really want and I'm only gonna be able to take one. Cause I have a whole different theme for my honorables. Um So I beg the question, guys. What's going on? Damn it! Oh man. Well, I mean, it's my fault. I I was gonna take it as an honorable and then add drop it. I can't do that now. <laughs> um, because I, mean, I got lost and I just forgot it. But yeah, could easily swap fifth picks. I mean, this is this is a top pick. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, man. It's a good good album. It's fucking fantastic. It's a protest album. Uh, yep. Marvin Gaye, right? Plus, it's, it's fucking yep. Marvin Gaye. Yeah. yeah. Who's incredible. So, yeah, I mean, this is like most people, like, if it's not their number one, this is in pretty much every publication when they do like top 50, top 100, top 500. This is top like 10. always in the top five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Top 10. You know, um, and a lot of times this is the number one overall. Yeah. Man, and it went fit the last pick in this draft. I know. Wow. That's <laughs> crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it is. They don't have an appetite for destruction like Guns N' Roses does. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, he's got an appetite for healing. It's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Beastie All Boys right. aren't into that sexual healing, and they don't know what's going on. Uh, he just sounds good, man. He makes you feel like he makes you feel like you're sitting on a patio watching rain. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 All right. Hit me with that Courtney rule. Okay, you're up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to go with, like I said, I'm going a little bit more personal here. Okay. And one is I actually had this one over the other one just because I wanted to do it. Um, and that's return to the 36 chambers. Like just the, nice. from the, I mean, that. I'm fucking shimmy, shimmy y'all. Yeah. Like it, it's what a fucking starter that is. Um. Yep, this is the one I carried around with me in sixth grade the whole year <laughs> when it came out. Yeah. Secondly, um, 
I'm going to go Yankee Hotel Foxtrot by Wilco. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. That was a- it's a fucking fantastic album. Um, I knew, like I said, this isn't like, it's groundbreaking, but it's also like, not at like the major level the other ones are. So um, that's where I kind of went it's with It's not these. even my favorite Wilco record, but it's it's the one that. Yeah, exactly. For sure. I like, yeah. Uh, for me, it's Summer Teeth. Actually, no, it's the one. After. Same here. Absolutely. Yeah. Eh, maybe not. Um, Summer Teeth is definitely my favorite. And then thirdly, and this is the one that Andy has been stalling on doing his review on, and it's Jupiter by Caven. Oh, was that one I'm supposed to do? Yeah. Okay. I just thought you listened to it and didn't like it, and I was like, oh, he's just... Oh nice. no, I, I don't know forgot. what happened. I honestly <laughs> don't know what happened. Um so yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll listen to that one. Just remind me. Yeah, and if you like if you like fucking guitars, this is the album for you for sure. So Okay. All right. If you like people shooting laser fake laser guns into the guitars, oh this I is do the album for you. So Oh fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. All right. So here, and like it really is like at the independent level, like people were trying to make this album again forever, and they could nobody could replicate it. Okay, like I remember when it came out in like two thousand two, two thousand three. It's like people, so many people were trying to do this album again. Hell yeah! Well, I got an album that people were trying to do too, and it's uh, so. I'm just going to stick with my research because I have three things left that I think uh, I like, <laughs> I'd like to talk about. Okay. So I came across this in my research. I came across this uh, thing called, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's called artificial intelligence. Yes. I've heard about it, but I have no idea what it is. Okay. So this it's was guard, right? Well, it's uh, it's digital computerized music. Mm-hmm. that uh, this company decided to make, they decided to get a bunch of musicians together and make a various artist discs. And this is in England. So they got these guys together and they asked them to make something that would be like an ambiance type of sound that, that older people could play and just have music on in the background while they're entertaining, but it would be dig- all digital music, right? Music so, that he prones to, I feel you. Yeah, so they got, it, it would be for home listening, a lot electronic music for home listening, right? And it ended up being like a smash hit because people just loved the songs on the album and it was kind of like their first introduction into like EDM music. So it was oh, like, wow. yeah, so it was kind of like the beginning of like, what they're saying here is basically this this would influence musicians like Radiohead, Bjork, Skrillex, or Dead Mouse. Okay. So like some Daft Punk shit. Exactly. So this is kind of the very beginning. It came out nineteen ninety two and it's various artists and then the album's called Artificial Intelligence. Okay. So I thought that was really cool when I when I read about it. Yeah, I've heard yeah. it. I heard, I heard about this, and I had no idea what it was. So I'll actually check it out. Yeah, it's it's interesting. the The music is actually I had it on when I was fucking with cards, and it was just I was just kind of like jamming, just kind of 
kind of going or whatever. And then, so now I have uh, I have artificial intelligence. I'm going to take another band that did this. Uh, the band is called Craft Craftwork. Craftwork, yeah. I saw that right. one on list too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Craftwork is a German band yeah, that wild. they did electronic music or whatever, and they have they have some hits or what or whatever song wise, but they did this album called Autobahn, and the Car? album the album was basically a, the whole idea of the album was like you'd listen to this while driving on the Autobahn in Germany, right? Oh wow! And the first song, which is one of the songs that I have. Uh, Locked in here. I, w- I won't play it right now, but the first song on the album is like 26 minutes long and it starts with a car Jeez. starting and it's just, it's, it's like, they say something like it's fun to be on the Autobahn. <laughs> like every now and again, they'll say, it, <laughs> but, but the fucking, the music is fucking awesome. So okay. uh, it's a lot of fun. Craft work, Autobahn. And then finally I'm going to go snort too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Black Voices, which uh, is another, this is another thing I found on while doing research. And the whole idea of this is that this was like 10 years before the first hip hop album. And it was black people doing poetry with drum circle with like a drum circle in the background too. And it's basically like them like for instance, one of the songs is called Black P- or one of the tracks is called Black Pussy. Mm-hmm. And it's basically about <laughs> Yeah, Drew just perked Drew. up. Yeah. <laughs> but I I <laughs> I encourage people to listen to it cuz it's it's my new favorite album. The whole idea hey, James, say it again, say it again. Black Pussy. <laughs> the whole idea The whole idea about it is that like the white men, the white man, uh, they think they know everything, but one thing we know they don't know anything about is black pussy. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. the whole, the you got to listen to the whole thing. And actually, every track on there is like people saying real heartfelt shit. And even the yeah. black pussy track, it's not, you wouldn't, Drew, you know, Drew gets all excited about it, but. It's really more of a of a real fucking like thoughtful, thought provoking fucking right, deal. Right. Yeah. So it's cool. I check it out. It's called the Black Voices. And my car is on empty. Black pussy. Exactly. Black pussy. And I didn't know anything about either. Like I didn't know anything about any of these albums until I did research for this podcast. So okay. I was very happy to uh, find out about this stuff. That's exciting. Now yeah. I'm excited to listen to it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that, uh, Kendrick has an album that's kind of that does some of that stuff. Uh, that's obviously yeah. loved, and I would argue could be considered the last groundbreaking album since 808s. There you go. You should argue it. Yeah. All right, Kevin, you're you're too, up, man. But... Yeah, I think you should just replace it. Oh, I'm up. No, Kevin. Oh. Okay. Okay. First one I'm taking is The Clash, London Calling. Obvious reasons. Those dudes were, I don't know. Uh, um, What should I say about that? 
they're the clash. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. This was I, on every I mean, single list. Yeah, yeah. When I remember when I was getting my, I mean, one it, of my t- tattoos, they were, uh, the, the, one of the people were playing it and I was just like, I was like, man, I know all these songs. And then I was like, I was like, what album is this? And they were like, oh, it's yeah. London Calling. And I was like, oh, like, I can't. For one, I was like, this is all the same band. <laughs> and like, two, it's like, this is all the same album. <laughs> yeah. And it has one of the most famous album covers of all time. Oh, yeah. But yeah. they influence, I mean, like all, any, any punk or ska or anything. Any, I mean, anything in that even touches that that realm was influenced by mm. these guys. I mean, their whole career, but uh, this record in particular. Yeah. So that one, that one hits my. That one's on my list. Um, my next one is the Stone Roses Stone Roses album. Um, mm. That's a personal pick for me, but they were really influential. They're, uh, they're a Manchester band. The first time I heard them, I'm like, I don't think I would know of any band that's ever done this before. Because they, they would have, like, some elements of, like, kind of, like, dreamy guitar playing. Like, maybe something like The Cure would do. But then it would have, like, some, like, kind of dancey stuff to it. But then it would have, like, some psychedelic stuff going on. Yeah, and man. the vocals were, like, crazy reverbed out. And, like, it just didn't sound like anybody. So, and that first record was just like, it was its own thing. And then they got like, they took a break and then they got real famous on a second record that didn't sound anything like what I remembered them being like. So this one is uh, kind of its own little time capsule, but they influenced a lot of bands like Oasis and, you know, Blur and like bands that... Any anybody in the like the in that UK scene post like eighty eight knew you know they were influenced by these guys they yeah, yeah. had a really big impact but it, it's cool it's really just it's really kind of get fucked up and kind of hang out music <laughs> just I like get that yawns and hang out because it's, yeah. it's it's just it's pretty dense and then my third one. Yeah, okay. My third one, I'm taking The Birds, Sweetheart of the Rodeo. That yeah. record is um, that is sort of one of the cornerstones of what the, the uh, alternative country Americana folk bands of today or even like in the from the 90s kind of on till today, they all kind of owe to that particular record. It's one that Graham Parsons was on with the birds. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's you know, bands like Wilco and Uncle Tupelo, Jayhawks, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some others, like from in my neck of the woods, like old 97s, groups like that, Lexco. It's just... Uh, a whole group of of these we're not country rock rock and roll bands like you would expect us to be like the eagles and stuff like that <laughs> right yeah, is, yeah. it's a different thing you know it's they're not they're not like making it's like we're not out to like make money it's not right. paycheck rock paycheck country or it's not florida georgia line guys that play guitars <laughs> that like melody 
Right. Like, right. I think I think Wes would be would be screaming right now, saying, "Hey, you forgot to mention like the Jim Blossoms because <laughs> they were influenced by this record." Yeah. Um, Soul Asylum. Um, Hell yeah. Replacements. You know, like Soul Asylum. Just like so many bands were were influenced by that record. I'll have to and, look them uh, up too. I mean, like my career, however you want to call it, air quotes career that was influenced by that album. And I really didn't even listen to it that much. I listened to the bands that really liked them. So, uh, yeah, that would be my third pick for sure. Hell yes. Nice. like that. I'm going to check The second one I definitely want to check out. I'm interested in that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, Andy, the, uh, the song I Want to Be Adored, that's the one to check out. Okay. That's, yeah, definitely. That's will. that's the, like the hit. Fuck it's cool. cool. What was it called? I want to be adored. Oh, okay. The not, not I want. Yeah, be the uh, Stone Roses. I want to be adored. Was a want to be adored is a, <laughs> the hit off that record. I was. I, I want to be adored. Jar. I was gonna say I want to be a jar. I want to. I want to be a dork. Oh man. Ah. Uh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one because there's one that absolutely should have gone and hasn't yet, but I had a theme, but I would be ruining my theme of three if I put this one in there. So, um, uh, man, you know what? Um, I'll just kind of call them out after we call this one what do you particular mean? one out. What do you just mean? so people know we're not idiots. Sanctity of the draft, my friend. Yeah, I know. If we didn't um, draft right. it, then it ain't worth well. shit. <laughs> all right. So the first one I'm going to go with is um, Miles Davis, Bitches Brew. Yeah. Um, oh, see, I that was the one I was debating for with what's going on, but not that album. I was kind of blue. Kind of blue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know which one I like better, but I think Bitches Brew is probably the more groundbreaking yeah um, oh yeah he gets weird a lot weirder on that one yeah yeah and it's 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 the jazz rock stuff there's you know i guess a little bit of the psychedelic it's it's just in the cover i remember seeing this um my dad had this album and i remember at first being like <laughs> the word bitches on it <laughs> um and then the second thing is i was like man the artwork is crazy and then the sound of the record just sounded amazing. So, yeah. Um, yeah you know, I, it's, it's I, awesome. I, I popped this on too while I was, uh, you know, Dude, fucking yeah. around with shit. And it, it really, it also kind of put me in the zone a little bit, yeah. you know? I, I, like, I really like playing, you know, plus I have to redeem myself because, like, people are like, oh, you said jazz and then said Kenny G. Kenny G is still the shit. But, like, hey, listen. <laughs> I was listening to actual real jazz too. It's just, guess what? I fuck with soft jazz too. Okay. <laughs> um, when did you say that? Uh, I said Kenny G one time because Wes was making fun of me because I said, uh, you said, oh, you fuck with jazz. And then you mentioned Kenny G right after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, ah, yeah, I need to rebound. So uh, I mean, Miles he does Davis play the play. jazz clarinet. <laughs> yeah. Kenny G slaps though. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Kenny um, G slaps. <laughs> oh, that should be a shirt. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'd wear it. Um, the next one uh. I'm going to go with is Isaac Hayes, Hot Buttered Soul. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that like that late 60s, uh, 70s soul music that that Memphis soul to be particular, like with Isaac Hayes, um, like I fuck with this, like Isaac Hayes so much that like I bought a uh, Memphis Grizzlies uh, jersey because the this year's city edition for NBA uh, for Memphis was based off of uh, Isaac Hayes and his El Dorado. Um, so I put 72 because nice. it was based off the 72 El Dorado and put Hayes on the nameplate. Oh, nice. So I, did a, I did a custom Isaac Hayes jersey um, nice. that I have that I, I wear sometimes. But um, so, yeah, like that soul music, like Isaac Hayes in particular is just, I don't know, man, it's feel good, relaxing shit. Like, I don't really know how to put it as far as like a mood, but like it's a mood when you put it on, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, um, sorry, beach boys, but I'm sticking with my theme and going with D'Angelo Brown sugar. Um, because D'Angelo Brown sugar, um, was essentially the first album when the genre of Neo soul was kind of um, like made, right? So this D'Angelo album was like my favorite album in 1995. Like it was one of my favorite albums in 1995. Um, and like Brown Sugar and like uh, Shit Damn Motherfucker. Like I play that so much. Um, I'm telling you, shit damn motherfucker oh just get you going um uh, but yeah i i really 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 love neo soul music um again more of like a vibe so my honorables were all like vibe picks you know hell yeah, yeah. man i thought i thought it was gonna be drafted like in the proper draft for sure which one I thought that record was on there somebody was gonna grab it which one? The D'Angelo Rick. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to. And honestly, um, I knew I had talked D'Angelo before. And I am going to do an ad drop, but I wanted to mention the Missy Elliott because she hasn't really been mentioned on the podcast before. So you're going to drop Missy Elliott? I'm, well, I'm going to do an ad drop, yes. And you're going to drop yeah, Missy Elliott? More than likely. Because I don't remember what well, my other picks were. I only picked you, Missy, sure, because I wanted to shit. talk about you, but you ain't on the team. She's on the team. She's just so honorable unless somebody <laughs> takes her. Well, you're about to drop her. You're Maybe. about to put her in that trash bag she's wearing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, James, oh, man. I am not Vince Mickey James in her. Uh, <laughs> you know? All right. Uh, so does anybody else – is anybody else uh, – Interested in uh, trade up or ad drops or anything? Okay, you do have a steal card as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm locked in as well. Drew, locked. Oh shit! My ad drop. Okay, so where are you gonna put Missy Elliott? 
Uh, she's going to honorables, and I am <laughs> picking up D'Angelo Brown Sugar. Ooh. Yeah. Good call. That's, that's, that's just my most played album of maybe any album that's been drafted on this entire list. Shit. Yeah. I bought that one in the nine for one or buy one CD, get nine free, uh, <laughs> where my parents had to pay a shit ton of money to get me out of trouble, um, you know, because they didn't fact check back then that it was kids that were submitting stuff. <laughs> Um, That's how my parents did. They just called and said, <laughs> "Your eyes, you gave this to a nine-year-old. We're not paying it." Yeah, I mean, my parents paid it, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I got told that I could never do that again, so I never did. But uh, D'Angelo Brown Sugar was one of the one of the ones you got, got before it. you got it shut was the down. Most played one. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, what uh, which REM album was it that you picked? Murmur, the first one. It's called Murmur? Yeah. Okay, Murmur. All right. It's called Merman. Murmur. It's a mer- merman pop. <laughs> mermaid. What if it's a mermaid? It's like a mer that's also a maid. Oh, I guess mermaid's an actual thing. Never mind. Oh my god, here we go. These are the <laughs> top groundbreaking albums. Uh for Andy's team of top groundbreaking albums of all time. Number one, NWA Straight Out of Compton. Number two, James Brown, Live at the Apollo. Number three, Lauren Hill, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Number four, D'Angelo Brown Sugar, and number five, Wu Tang Clan, Enter the Wu Tang 36 Chambers. It's a pretty solid team for Kevin's team like of it. best groundbreaking albums of all time. Number one, Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique. Number two, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Number three, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Number four, De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising. And number five, R.E.M. Murmur. Because it's like a murmur. Murmur. Yeah. For James's team of <laughs> best groundbreaking albums, number one, Kanye West, 808s and Heartbreaks. Number two, Nirvana, Nevermind. Number three, Carol King, Tapestry. Number four, Run DMC, Run DMC. And number five, Jimi Hendrix, The Experience. And for Drew's team of groundbreaking albums number one dr dre the chronic number two michael jackson thriller number three beatles sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band number four david bowie the rise and fall of ziggy stardust and number five marvin gay what's going on what's going on what's going on yo these teams are fire all of these albums you play them you're going to love yourself. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You can make a fucking badass playlist out of like Dude, pick two songs yeah. from each of these albums. Maybe Pop. I will. I'd, oh, yeah. I think you should. Okay, fine. I'll well, do it. Well, Three yeah. Feet High and Rising isn't on a streaming well, service yet. Yeah. yeah. 
but I could probably find me, myself, and I on some like weird compilation, and somehow it made it through on Spotify. Oh yeah, yeah. some soundtrack um, shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that's yeah. what I call music. Which, honestly, that could have made the list because uh, that's how people started listening to stuff. Was those party hits, or now that's what I call music. Um, people were buying those like crazy when we were kids. Yeah, dude, Drew's party mix. Hell yeah, damn right. They talk about <laughs> they do talk about the the first British. Now that's what I call music because it's yeah. the first one that ever came out, and it had like a mix of like a hip hop song and a rock song right. like on the same album. So. Because yeah. people weren't really doing that. No and then crossover. They started creating their yeah. own mixtapes based off of now that's what I call music. Fucking A. Yeah. Kevin, you got any, uh, any like. And I, I think, like. Oh, go ahead. Perfect. Oh, no, I was, I was just going to say, like, my list is. I think if you looked at. Everything that I picked and like even the alternates, like yeah, that kinda that kinda tracks like yeah. kinda music oh. that I like to make and definitely it all kinda makes sense. I mean, I don't play I don't do hip hop, but like lyrically and melodically I picked some I picked hip hop records that really do those yeah. that like excel at those things. Because yeah. so, it comes down to that, man. You gotta have songs no matter what you're playing, you gotta have songs. Fucking A. So yeah, it definitely makes sense to me. Yeah. That's right. You ain't shit unless you've got songs. Mm-hmm. Ball guy. Man. Toaster. <laughs> That's right. Okay. No, buy it. Trying to think. I don't know. Stop who, streaming who, it. Buy it. Actually, That's buy it shit. and then stream it. Yeah, then keep streaming it. Yeah. Yep. Turn on your Spotify at night and turn the volume all the way down and just put my songs on repeat. I'll there turn it all the way up I'll and get, then have I'll weird dreams. <laughs> turn it all the way up. Whatever you got to do. Oh, yeah. There was a, I don't know what country, old country artist said this, but he has a famous saying where he would, he would, it's like the, it's the, uh, the old country guy insult. He would go up to the band that played before him and say, yeah, man, I like what you guys are trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> that was ways of saying like, <laughs> yeah keep working at it <laughs> yeah. and now that uh, you came back on uh i have to drop my ka impression because now everybody knows it's not fully accurate damn it actually take it's it. spot on i like it better <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect well you know yeah, i mean my- it's like it's like kevin aldridge always says <laughs> stay <laughs> Stay cooler than a, to- a brass toilet seat in a Yukon. Uh.